Hobie and Toppin' Your Tardises, you're listening to another episode of Doctor Huh? Hey. Huh? Why did Steven make them be naked? <laughs> you know why Steven made them be naked. Because mm. he's a nasty little little freak. Mm-hmm. They have a, they make them nasty on those islands over there. Make <laughs> them, they make them extra nasty. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm Jordan, and we're going to be saying Merry Christmas again. I'm Sam, the Doctor Who saying tax collector, and this week I'm rich. <laughs> oh, hey, guess what? Congratulations on being correct. Um, I got paid one penny every time they said Doctor Who this week, and now I'm a millionaire! I feel like when we did the episode Let's Kill Hitler, you may have threatened to end the show if the question that was mentioned <laughs> in that episode was, was you, Doctor Who. You mentioned, you mentioned that I had said something Something something, if the question is Doctor Who, I will something something. I didn't bother looking up what it is. If that's what it is, then I guess this is our last episode. I I think I'd like to keep going, but um, when you did say in the episode, if the question is Doctor Who, I was just sitting there vibrating my fucking organs <laughs> into a paste. I was like, God damn it. For God anyone who doesn't it. remember, in the episode Let's Kill Hitler, where we the, meet when River the silence Song, will blah, fall blah, blah, blah. when the when the question is asked. Silence will fall. What is the question? Oh, the question? Doctor Who? Doctor Who? Uh, I hate the show sometimes. It wasn't... Okay, look. I hate (laughs) the show sometimes. This week wasn't one of those times. I liked this episode, Jordan. I have things I liked, and I have have some... I have some... I have some notes for Steven. Always. Um, What episode was this? <laughs> this is uh this is the second special of series 13 the time of the doctor written by the bastard Stephen Moffat enemy of the show uh, and directed by Jamie Payne um it is a christmas special um it is also the the last time we will see well chronologically it's the last time we'll see Matt Smith until they pull him out of the fucking can for a special i guess <laughs> Um, and this is our first time seeing a doctor, uh, get the funny regeneration happening. We've seen them explode gold, but we haven't but we, seen them we never properly seen them, regenerate. We didn't see them make up a new guy to be either mad or happy at. <laughs> and, and this was, uh, this was really quite an episode. Uh, what did you think of it, in ge- broadly speaking? Did you like it? There were a lot of things about it that I liked. I would say, overall, I had a pretty dang good time I watching think I it. had, I think about 15 minutes. In, I think, okay, I think the first, like, two minutes were good. And then I think about the next 10-ish minutes were not so good. And then I think after it, like, kind of settled in with itself, it was pretty good. Yeah, the parts where Stephen Moffat was jerking off, I didn't much care for him. <laughs> Didn't like. I, I I don't know why he was he was he was so adamant on them being naked. You could you could just see sort of the shadow on the edge of the frame of an arm moving back and forth. <laughs> I did. I I will say I did make several jerk off motions. Uh, I mean I did watch this uh, at work when I was on break, so I didn't actually do that because that would have been inappropriate. But I did mm-hmm. make like a mental. I mean, Stephen was making jerk off motions <laughs> the whole time they were filming, so I don't see why you couldn't. Well, do I'm not work. a powerful British television writer and uh, and executive, so I don't have the ability to jerk off at my place of work without consequence. Um, but uh, John yeah, Berriman as... taught him on the set of the Doctor uh-huh. Dances. 
So I do want to say a couple of funny things about this episode. Number one, uh, first few generation, uh, at eight, a Christmas special. I think we need to look out for Christmas specials. <laughs> I think the doctor, I think the, the doctor, times that he has the worst days of his life. Yeah. I think the, I think the doctor is afraid of Christmas. And if he isn't, he should be because all of the, all, every Christmas, something crazy happens that may or may not kill him is what I've come Ooh, to realize. I want to, okay. There's a few things we'll I want to say that before we later. get into it. Wait, um, I wasn't done with my things that I had to say about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, and going back to my past with Doctor Who of watching it when I was like 15 and I was a freshman in high school, uh, is that I, and I've said this before, I stopped watching the show around this period. So it must have been during the, it was during the season, uh, I think, or maybe the last season. It was whatever season, uh, was like, the last episode with the pawns is the last episode I remember. And then I watched one more and then there's like one more after that. And then it's the snowmen. That's mm-hmm. pretty much where I stopped. Uh, and, and, uh, I thought it was very funny that this episode resolves, uh, like plot threads that I had just never had resolved for me watching the <laughs> show like 10 years ago. Uh, and in all of that time, I don't feel satisfied. I don't feel satisfied with them because the resolution was a little bit eh. Uh, but it was kind of funny that I was like, oh, so that's who the silence are. Oh, so that's what's up with that big crack well, in the wall. That's who's telling me to subscribe when I watch Doctor Who clips on YouTube. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, I want I want to say a couple things before we get into it. Uh, number one, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's probably going to be a long episode because it's a special. Um, I did today rewatch Robot of Sherwood. I thought that with the context that we have now of who the characters are, I actually thought that we had really misread a lot of things about it the first time. I think I can Clara came across totally differently, and I I liked the episode. I don't know if I, 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 I don't know if I could ever praise Mark Gatiss's writing. I don't know if I could, but I c- will contest that probably looking back on it, we were wrong about Clara. Yes, um, I have reevaluated it up to, all the way up from a D plus to a B plus. Wow. Yeah, I, I liked the episode. I th- I'll give one example, because we took a lot of issue with Clara, who we had just met for the first time. And I think, I don't know about you, I thought that this was like a new companion I think on, like, maybe, her first I don't adventure. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I can, which we of I course were wrong about. Yeah. Um, and there's there's the part where she like hefts that big spear and she's like, "I'm going to fight the guys. I know Taekwondo." And at the time, we were like, "Oh my god, fan fiction self insert character." Rewatching it and knowing who Clara is, it was so obvious that she was just like blustering and trying to impress Robin Hood, and I felt really stupid. <laughs> well, you know. I can't feel that bad about it because oh, it's not our fault. Besides, yeah, that we by, did the format of the show by design. Our show uh, leads to these these funny uh, moments that I'm sure people who are familiar with the show are angry at. I yeah, still, so I um, just I just wanted to apologize mainly on your behalf uh, to Mark Gatiss. You, I will uh, never apologize take to Mark back Gatiss. Everything he's you ever said about least, him, he's 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 genuinely one of my least favorite writers I've ever encountered. I hate almost everything he's he's written. Mm-hmm. I say anyway, almost. Okay. I hate before we written. before we get into time of the doctor i just want to very very quickly that's say what, I mean, that's where basically we are what in we, the show <laughs> that's the basic time of the doctor is basically what we do every time we record i know it's right? doctor time baby um so where we were in the show is that name of the doctor introduced the concept of trenzalore the planet where the doctor yeah. is going to die it's a mass grave there's a giant broken tardis etc then a uh, uh, day of the doctor had nothing to do with that and that was where we dealt with um the 
painting that I guess like put Gallifrey into another universe. Yeah, I mean, it was basically that the doctor like summoned all of the other doctors and put Gallifrey somewhere else, I guess. Yes, and that, and I was saying at the end of that episode, I was like, that's such a nice ending. I, I like the idea that somewhere down the line, you know, it's it's not about it happening. It's about the promise that some, <laughs> it's someday, like four or five somewhere, later. the Doctor might find Gallifrey. And anyway, so this episode's be it's unrelated to that. This episode begins with a mysterious message being broadcast from a mysterious planet. Doctor Who. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Uh, everyone in the universe comes to investigate. This is fucking Game Master Anthony's birthday party uh, <laughs> on Trenzalore. Uh, Which okay, over. I didn't want to. I don't want to be too annoyed at that because it is the Christmas special. So it's like, yeah, uh, the no, Daleks and the Cybermen. I'm not the mad about it. I think it's really all great. here for a big group hug. I, but I love that they're all here and they're all not. They're taking five minutes out of their day to not shoot at each other. And by five minutes, <laughs> I mean like several hundred years. They uh-huh. made peace. Maybe they became friends. We don't know. Ooh, uh, I. I wanted to say because there's a, yeah the 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 let's kill Hitler stuff with the question and the silence like that was all that was like a year and a half before this episode I was really surprised and the, that it the, was being paid off here and we were seeing the crack uh, okay well we let, to take inventory we saw the crack in the beast below we yes. saw eye patch lady who was part of the silence we found out later I think Did um, I... kind of maybe. We didn't I, we learn either. That, either you spoiled that or you made that. No, up. no, 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 no. It was the the lady with the eye patch was from the lab that like made River Song, right? And they mentioned that in this I episode. Think... We saw that in the previously on before Let's Kill Hitler, and then that was elaborated on. Oh, eye patch lady was in that. Yeah. So she. Oh was my god! In... I totally forgot. Well, yeah. I I didn't put any of that together. So please we don't saw... elaborate on that anymore. Okay, we talked about it in Let's Kill Hitler episode. Okay, okay. well, I don't understand, and I don't know, anyway, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. So this is English. all this is all tying back to stuff that we were seeing from, like, the first episode of the Matt Smith series. Right, so this, so this is a long-running storyline, which Stephen Moffat is famously really good at He's doing. really great at, at, at those, uh, because he loves to, like, deliver payoffs and... And, uh, you know, set stuff up. Uh, I love how this podcast works, though, is that we have two encounters with the concept of the question in the silence, which is River Song cryptically announcing that storyline in <laughs> Let's Kill Hitler and the reveal of the answer <laughs> in this episode. I mean, we already know that um, it's like how we met River Song twice and that, and then we found out who she actually is. <laughs> it's really great. I love it. I love the way this podcast works. Uh, okay. So, so the doctor, so all, all the iconic monsters, all of everyone's favorite monsters from the classic TV show that we didn't see the Ice Warriors, but I know they're there because the Praxius doctor is here. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Sycorax are here. Um, the Slithine. Oh, the Slithine are here. Actually. Oh, yeah. They do shout out the Slithine. We don't see which we them, which is a real shame. We haven't seen them on the show yet, but we both are aware of the. Yeah. We the, know they exist. We know that they fart. Yeah. Uh, and nobody knows like what this planet is or why it matters. It's like this random nothing planet. Um, but everybody's like freaking out over this very scary message. And Stephen um, Stephen gets really <laughs> proud of himself in advance mm-hmm. as he has the narrator who we will meet later as a character. Her name is Tasha. 
I got the sense that maybe she's appeared before, but not really. I don't sure. think don't think so. Not sure. Could, couldn't tell for sure. Uh, but she narrates that everyone was afraid of this message, except the man who stayed for Christmas. And it's you can just hear Stephen going clapping <laughs> himself because he's jerking off also at the same time because he's thinking about what <laughs> when he's I gonna... recontextualize it. <laughs> yeah, the man who stayed for for. I love that. That's also not ex- like the that the the he's the, already the, writing his acceptance speech for the Clever Awards <laughs> for the Baftas. I like that the like Christmas town that we see later is not like exp- like the, I mean I guess I'm I'm happy no that, that I've we- got a laundry list of things at the end of my notes that don't make any sense and I don't mean, I get guess paid I'm, off in this episode. I guess I'm glad that like there. the episode didn't take five minutes out of its already pretty long run time for them to be like, well, you see, Doctor, we set up this Christmas town because. Uh, okay, so the doctor is, is, is also like zipping around these ships that are all orbiting, uh, uh, this mystery planet. He shows up on a, a Dalek ship with a Dalek plunger. Yeah, and, not and knowing getting... that it's a Dalek ship. Somehow, I would think that he would be able to recognize that kind of stuff by we now. We also meet a new character, uh, which is the doctor has a, a, a friend, a Cyberman head that he calls Handles. Uh, yeah, I he, I I'm liked really sh- I liked Handles. I liked Handles. I mean, I, I think Handles is whatever. But I like the Doctor's like relationship with this. Yes, this yes, absolutely. head and like how he becomes like very close with it over over the time mm-hmm. of the episode of the, doctor. Um, of the time of the Doctor. Um, uh, so he, he's yeah, like, so he's showing off a Dalek plunger and like yelling to this seemingly empty ship like. I've got a present for you, whoever you are. And then all the Daleks roll out of the shadows and he's like, whoops. I'm not really sure what his like goal is here. I, I, I couldn't figure out what he was trying to accomplish going on all these ships. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he, maybe he was trying to like commute, open a line of communication and figure out what they were doing here. Uh, but Handles I, teleports him back to the TARDIS, which is a thing that I feel like would have come in handy about a million times before you- and after this. Did you get incredibly bothered, St- Stephen Moffat, by the way, fuck you, uh, 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 did you get bothered when Stephen made the doctor say, I'm OCD? Because it made me, yes, like, be- oh, because it drove me he- crazy. What does he say? He's, like, he's like back on the TARDIS, he's yelling at handles, like, why didn't you tell me that was a, a Dalek ship or something? And he says, why are all of the bad aliens that I know here, if nobody can even understand that message, what made them want to seek it out? I'm OCD. What's their excuse? It's nice. it's Stephen's long running uh, <laughs> list of mental like mental uh, illnesses or neurodivergencies that he doesn't understand. Because first he says psychopath. He loves that word. Now he's like, I'm OCD. Yeah, we're going to have to start a psychopath count for Stephen. I... Episodes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk um, about it right now. So uh, there's, a, there's a good bit I, here that I like where yeah. the phone on the TARDIS <laughs> rings and because it's like not running through the console. And I, I guess the joke here is that like Clara is the only one who ever calls that phone because the mm-hmm. doctor didn't even know that it worked. He has to like poke his head into outer space to grab the phone. <laughs> I like he, when he he has this argument with Handles where he's like, "Remind me to fix that." And Handles Handles is like, "When?" And he's like, "I don't know. Any literally any time, but right now." And he's like, "I I I need you to tell me when." And he's just like, "Okay, pick a random number of minutes from now, and then just pick that number, and then it, when that m- amount of minutes pass, tell me to fix the phone." Yeah, he says like, "As long as I will have definitely forgotten about it." Uh huh. Um, yeah, and I will say I I like the idea of this bit. This little argument between them runs for way too long, but that's it does fine. go a little bit long. I I also this is the thing I like about about uh the 
the time machine premise of this whole show is that like he can be involved in this like crazy like universe shattering intergalactic incident and then clara calls him and she needs him to be a pretend boyfriend for christmas and then he can yeah just and leave. when she says that he goes oh, 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 i can't wait you, to be man. naked in front of your family because i'm a little pervert on this <laughs> little pervert island uh but then he can just leave and he can come back later because he has a time machine and i just think that's fun yeah, it is fun. I I feel like they don't really the characters themselves don't fully seem to get that. <laughs> it's funny because, because he's because always Claire's telling, like, "I need you to get here right now," and he's like, "But I'm busy." He's like, "Clara, I was already here. I've been here the whole time." Uh, uh, she needs so fake- yeah, she's like trying to cook Christmas dinner, uh, and oh, I don't know what. She's making Christmas souffles. This maybe this is a continuity win that we'll keep an eye out for. Is that uh, Clara says like uh, my parents were asking if I had a boyfriend, so I like made one up, and I need you to be. And the doctor's like, "Oh, made up a boyfriend. I I did that once. It's pretty hard to get rid of an android." Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe that's a callback to something. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get it someday. The doctor's android boyfriend, his clingy yeah. android boyfriend. Yeah, maybe uh, that's also the the fish prince who was in love with him or whatever Peter Capaldi was talking about. <laughs> um, so he, the doctor brings, a, another ship arrives and the doctor brings Handel's head into the new ship to show it off as a trophy of victory. But uh-oh, it's a Cyberman ship and they don't like to see the Cyberman head. They don't look These good These Cybermen anymore. are expensive, which was a real shame. They don't look as good. They're expensive. They don't have the tears in their eyes and they don't. They didn't look as solid. I did no. love. We got a. Well, these, we got a, these aren't Cybus Industries. Cybus men. We got a bold new Cyberman design this week that I'm absolutely obsessed with. <laughs> and I'm so excited yes. to talk about later. Yes, it's oh my genuinely god, really really fun. Uh, oh my god, I love okay. Futurama. So yeah, I'm thinking about Futurama too. Uh, and I guess Stephen was too when he he you know he's jerking off and then he was he was thinking about he was thinking about Leela. Um, and then he was thinking about future, you know, the way your mind free associates. No, not that one, the other one. Leela. Leela, where's your eye? I thought you had two eyes, you only have one. Uh, anyway. so, uh, Clara does remind the doctor over the phone when he returns, uh, that he does have a time machine. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. So he, he goes to wherever she lives. I don't know if we actually know. Um, she, uh, here, okay, ready for, uh, the, the funny? Okay. So Clara walks in. Uh, to the TARDIS. To the TARDIS, and the doctor's naked. What? what? And then she says, why are you naked? And he says, I'm going, it's because I'm going to church. Doesn't make sense now. It doesn't really make sense later. Right. This is a, this is the kind of thing that you do with an alien meeting humans for the first time. And it's like, you humans and your, your perceptions of your own bodies, something, something. The doctor cannot act confused and surprised when people are put off by him being fully nude he spent a lot of time with humans and this is where this is where it gets problems is that the doctor he suddenly has clothes on and claire's like oh thank god and he says well i'm i'm they're just holographic clothes i'm projecting them into your brain uh, there's like a, a funny here where she's like, oh, so you're still naked under them? And he says, well, everyone's naked under their clothes. And she uh-huh. goes, ugh. From his unique perspective. Yeah, uh, I like why. So the doctor goes into Clara's home God. where her parents and her grandma are. And 
he is being very friendly and asks if anyone wants to play Twister with him, and everyone is very uncomfortable, and Clara is like, what is the problem? No, wrong. Everyone oh, sorry, is everyone's uncomfortable, uncomfortable except for uh, grandma. Means that her parents are uncomfortable. Her grandma fucking loves it. This is awesome, she says. She's, yeah. <laughs> and the doctor leans into Clara and is like, maybe I should project the hologram clothes into their oh, brains, too. No. <laughs> so funny. And they go into the but, kitchen. But I mean, this is this is just this is just another moment of the eleventh Doctor just being, being shitty because it's like he knows he he's knows. not an idiot. He's, he's been a... with humans forever. <laughs> he knows fun. that this is weird. He knows that this is uncomfortable. He's just a freak. He knows oh, that this then, makes Clara look really then, bad in front then, of her family. And then after humiliating her in front of her family, Clara's like, oh, don't mind him, he's Swedish. You know how the Swedish are. They're yeah, always Clara's racist, though, taking their that. dick out at Christmas. Um, so everyone everyone at Christmas starts talking about Brexit and how much they love it. And Clara <laughs> says, me too the most. You get that emotional scene with the grandma at the end where everyone's crying and then she's just like, she just says something very racist and everyone goes... <laughs> Except Clara says, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with all of your points, Grandma. So, Thank you. the doctor, they, like, go into the kitchen, and the doctor looks at the turkey and says, like, oh, it's never going to be done in time. And Clara is like, okay, he says the only way to fix this would be to use a time machine, which I interpret Wouldn't that imply as, that it's way overdone, and he has to, like, reverse the polarity of the turkey? Was that what it was? I don't know, because the doctor is seemingly unaware that you could just wait if you just wait and the time will pass and then the turkey will be cooked. Well, I thought that was the joke because he's like, well, the only way to fix this would be a time machine. And I was like, oh, okay. So like go back in time and start cooking it. We earlier. need to take this to the time Lords. They're the but only no, ones who can perfect turkey technology. Yeah, he is literally saying we are going to put it on top of the engine and it'll get like cooked <laughs> with time wind. We need to take this to the TARDIS, uh, to the TARDIS uh, energy column and there's only one source of energy that can undo the, that could cook a turkey in four four seconds, and it's my time machine. There is a joke here that I really liked, though, mm-hmm. um, which is that the doctor is like, he's very exasperated. He's like, okay, I'll let you use the TARDIS for the turkey, but seriously, the things that you keep insisting on letting me use, let me letting you use the TARDIS for, and he gives a list, which is, Missed birthdays, presumably going back in time and apologizing, or like, not apologizing, going back in time and wishing someone a happy birthday before she forgets. Restaurant bookings, okay. And iPlayer? Is this supposed to be, I was thinking, I was very confused about, is this like, what is he, he, she using the TARDIS as like a media player, like an iPod? What does it mean? (laughs) I assume that it means that she like doesn't know how to use the media I do player love on that her computer. Or Clara something. is just completely tech illiterate. It's one of her her my favorite qualities about her. She doesn't know how to get on the Wi Fi. I need to check this because now I'm now I'm worried that iPlayer is oh it's that oh. she doesn't know how to use the BBC iPlayer app and watch all the webisodes. Yes, I I was thinking of like uh, Windows like a media. QuickTime or an yeah. i whatever. Uh, no, BBC iPlayer is a video on demand thing. So if the joke is that she misses the show that she wants to watch and she makes him take her back in time. <laughs> that rules. That's it's really a good, funny. That's a pretty good bit. Honestly, I fucking love the idea of using the TARDIS for that. Uh, hell yeah, Clara. 
That's genuinely very good. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor introduces handles and uh, says that he he like found it on a market somewhere. It's it's a Cyberman's head, but it's it's got all the data banks and none of the organics. So did it's this just come from the, uh, the Did this come from the museum that Rose went to? The mysterious museum of with the Cyberman head with the handles. I mean, on if it? it's a museum, that's also a market. Maybe he got it in the gift shop. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if it'll make any sense to anyone up to this point. It's called, he's calling it handles because the Cyberman head has, has like handles big handles it. for ears, basically. Um, so, uh, he has to go back to, to the planet, uh, as presumably as the turkey cooks. I was hoping for a joke at the end of the episode where Peter Capaldi would pull out a perfectly, beautifully cooked turkey and be like, all right, back to your family. <laughs> they do pull out the turkey later, and I, I did, I did enjoy the payoff. I did think um, it was fun that the turkey was in play for the whole episode. <laughs> it's an incredibly important MacGuffin that will be useful later. Uh, so, right, handles- <laughs> this is the next big Moffat storyline. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like the Doctor Who series eight tagline. It's like when the turkey is done, silence will. Be Evil lifted. will arrive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so handles he, he tasks handles with at least identifying the name of the planet that they're getting the signal from, and handles says it's Gallifrey, and the doctor gets very angry at him. He's like, "No, yeah." He's like, "I I can see it. That's not Gallifrey. I know what Gallifrey looks like. It's got like. a cool orange sky and a singing man." Uh, yeah, this was a uh, the point, by the way, where I thought that I knew where this was going and I was wrong. But I'm curious if you think that this sounds kind of cool, because I think it sounds kind of cool, because the doctor mentions that the planet, no one can land on it. Everyone's sort of at a, at a stalemate in the, in the sky above this planet because of this big magical shield that we'll learn in a bit where it's coming from. Um, I thought that it was going to be like a, like, I don't really know how to explain this. I thought it was going to turn out that some incredibly powerful being had turned a planet into a snow globe. <laughs> and this adventure will kill the doctor. I didn't, well, <laughs> I mean, the snowman happened. Yeah. That would have been that very, that would have been very Christmas appropriate. I mean, I mean it Christ- killed Clara. <laughs> the Christmas connection is very confusing and we'll, we'll yes, talk to Yes, I will say the... I was expecting the Christmasness to be more like relevant, and it turns out it's extremely relevant, but in the in most weird very literally way. in name only. <laughs> I wish that when they had gone to Trenzalore in the uh, in the in the name of the doctor, day of the doctor, name of the doctor, the name of the doctor. Name. That's right. It's hard to keep these straight. I'm sorry. Uh, can you really blame me for mixing no. up name, time, day, and night? Uh, yes. Okay. That they go to Trenzalore and they see all the, like, battlefields and then there's just, like, a Christmas tree and they look at it and they go, what is this? And then they just are like, I don't know. <laughs> Walk away. What is uh, old Peepop's Christmas workshop? What do you okay, think, though? So, Snow Globe Planet? Kind of cool? Uh, I think it could be a cool Christmas special. Kinda cool. Let's see that. Let's um, see. Uh, let's let's see. Let's see David Tennant 2 tackle it. Uh, they look outside the TARDIS and and uh, and uh, a big a big like horn honks and a big giant. I like to call it the Mega Church. Haha. Um, shows up uh, and we it's find the out Zeta that- Church. <sighs> That's pretty good. A Terra Church. Um, That's pretty good. Uh, it shows up and it's uh, this is the announcement of the papal mainframe, which is like a. <laughs> 
like a a, a, a spaceship full of uh, perverts. I will later find out uh, <laughs> is kind of their main. Deal. As is so often the case on Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, seemingly nothing to do with the fact that that their church is it makes them perverts. It's just two two disparate parts of their their culture. Yeah, I'll say um, right now. Uh, I don't know why they're a church. It. Nothing here really, the only thing, the only thing, Jordan, that uh has any reason for them to be a church is that if they're a church, then they can say that there's some religious reason that everyone needs to be nude. (laughs) Which, which, I don't know, I I, I have to assume this has something to do with things that we'll learn about the silence later that they have like religious origins i don't remember I don't them <laughs> i don't remember them what are they they're what are they slender so, mans a woman's face is projected onto the outside of the ship uh the doctor says that it's the mother superior tasha lem she is the one who uh was narrating earlier and will continue narrating throughout Oh, but you um, gotta take your clothes off, Claire, because they have a, they have a, they gotta be nude. So, yeah. Just so he, he like feeds Clara a little pill and says that it's a hologram projector because everyone on their ship needs to be, oh, uh, I, I don't remember if I said this. They are the ones who put the shield on the planet. Anyway, it's also when uh, the doctor said I, earlier, I need to be naked. I'm going to church. He's referring to boarding the, the papal mainframe. But they but don't they explain. Weren't, they weren't there. Why did he think that they would? I don't know. And I, I, I don't know. I is it wrong of me? To I be need like to a, be nude on Earth. I'll I, be on a spaceship <laughs> later. Maybe I keep thinking like, oh, could it, they at least have had them explain why? No, they just didn't need to do it. There was no reason for it in the first place. You don't need to explain a plot point that could have been dropped, and it would have been completely the episode would have been better off for it. Uh, they you know what's they, fucked up? Uh, this there is an anime game, uh, and I won't I won't say the name of it because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But if you know, you know. There's an anime video game where all the characters, whenever they uh, oh, I think I their mecha suits, I think I know the game you're talking about. They are they are nude in the mechas, and I was playing the game, and I was like, I'm sure they're gonna contrive some stupid reason in the end for them to all be nude in the mechas. But it's going to be really stupid, and I'm not going to accept it. And then, eventually, they explained why they were nude in the mechas, and I was like, okay, that's actually kind of cool. That's actually kind of interesting. Stephen Moffat played that game that didn't exist yet and said, <laughs> that's so cool. I would, I would also like to do something where there's a contrived reason for everyone to be nude. But then it was completely extraneous and had nothing to do with anything. And Clara is, like, they're on the ship, and the doctor's like, everyone's gotta be nude, so we'll project the holograms. And she's, like, walking down the hallway, and she's doing all this acting of, like, like, covering herself up. Like, I'm so uncomfortable, everyone can see This me. is, like, new fetish uh, knowledge that I was not aware of. <laughs> right. Like, like, I am learning about a fetish that I didn't know existed, which is, like, person- being ashamed of being naked without you being able to see that they're naked like this is right and this is the only way that steven could put it and on then TV. and then like clara started like she dropped a bag of popcorn and started stepping all over it and you're like <laughs> what is that about 
And yeah, everyone, the, the ship is like a, a hall of military people wearing fatigues. Did and the you, doctor by says the way, that, did you for a beautiful, beautiful second think that this had something to do with the bishops from, uh, from Flesh and Stone? Ooh, that didn't even occur to me. Cause they're like, they're like religious, but they're wearing like military camo. And yeah. It, their troops. It actually could. That I mean, is I don't Moffat f- era. I guess so. And they it, did, this could this could be the same did, faction. It there is some kind of River Song connection because they mentioned River Song earlier. Yeah, I don't know. It, it actually could be the same people, but who knows? Um, so yeah, they're like walking down the hallway, and the Doctor says that the Papal mainframe is the security hub of the universe. Which again, I don't know why this is a religious thing. Maybe it'll make sense when we get a previous episode, but. Uh, so it would be so doctor, fucking funny if we just spent the rest of our time with this show being like, okay, when's that papal mainframe coming in? <laughs> when are they going to explain why they were Come naked? Come on, Steven. So the doctor greets Tasha, uh, and gee, they've this got is where history. Clara learns that the projected clothes are only visible to herself and the doctor, so everyone is looking at her naked, and she's like, oh, no! And she's like trying to cover herself up as best she can, and she's embarrassed, and Steven's like, <laughs> Oh, I love that she's so nice. embarrassed by it. This is this is really speaking to my fetish. And Tasha says, it's great to see that tight new body, Doctor. Would you like to twirl and show me off your new dick, balls, and ass? And he Can does. Can you please bend over and show me your hole, Doctor? And he shows her his hole. And then... I was honestly expecting him to bend over. No, it's Sam, it's a show for families. Yeah, I know, but look what's happening. <laughs> You're right. They pervoided, pervoid got his hands on it. I didn't know, like, of all the things that we hate about, about, about Moffat, I didn't know he was nasty like this. I didn't know he had it in him. It's weird. I and mean, there was the- that thing, there was that thing on Sherlock. With, uh, with, and I, I feel like every time I talk about why I don't like Stephen Moffat, I talk about fucking scandal and whatever episode with, with, uh, Irene Adler. And she's, that's naked. fine. I forget about it every time. She's so you naked. Can tell me she's, as many times as you want. When Sherlock is like doing his, you ain't nothing but a hound dog, like mind uh-huh. analysis powers on her, she's like, but how can he analyze me if I'm fully naked and you see, He's looking at a naked... Uh, a naked woman! No way! That's awesome! Sherlock is like, oh, well, uh, oh, oh, dear, oh, 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 my, your, 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 your tibbies, uh, Oh, my goodness, just oh, kidding, na- this doesn't affect me because your- I'm gay. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding, if you believe that, then you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you should die. <laughs> uh, so... The doctor introduces Clara, there's, like, an awkward moment where he's like, she's my... associate. Uh... So, oh, and by the way, you know he's not projecting her clothes into his own brain. Oh, yeah, he's, he could see it all. Why um, would he? Why would he project it? He wants to see it all. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So the um, doctor he uh, wants to be, He Tasha wants to go down go to, to the... To, oh, yeah, she, they go into her... This fucking sucks. She's like, go into my, my chambers. Here's where the altar, and it's a fucking, like, double sex bed. And he's like, and he's like, wow, I've never seen a altar that looks like a bed yeah it's like like, it's like a sex church and he's like oh your altar looks like a bed and she's like i kind of enjoyed the premise for a second that there's a big church that flies around and they they take care of security for the whole universe i was like oh that's fun and then it's like why is it so horny 
Right. Why First of a- all, there's nothing that I like more than the idea of the most powerful military force in the universe being a gigantic church. I mean, it's not like I feel like, wow, this is a great idea. We should do it. It's like, wow, that's an interesting concept. It's for an a interesting story. concept. Sure. The militant religious aliens. Sure. The militant uh, religious I don't know aliens. why they also have to be the- so horny. Why are they horny, Stephen? Uh, so, and then, yeah, it's, it's so weird. Clara's not in the room, by the way. She's like waiting outside being menaced by an alien. We'll talk about that in a second. Who? Um, Huh. Oh, I forgot already. Ha ha ha. Jokes. Uh, so Tasha is like being horny at the doctor. We definitely get the sense that they have like known each other for some time now. Maybe she's which which uh, which one. This is the important thing, because anytime we meet one of the doctors like exes or like old flames, I have to wonder which one she had sex with. Like, was it Tommy? Was it, um, uh, she probably fucked Tommy. I was I th- thinking I think she, she probably fucked, fucked all of them up to this she, point. She, every time he came back for more, she fucked Patrick Troughton. Yeah, uh, I can sure. say it. And like, good for him. Um, uh, but, so, but then she's like being super horny at him and she like gives him a drink and he like takes a sip, then spits it back out into the cup. And she like leans across him really close. And I'm like, She's nude. Like, we can't see it, but she's, like, getting her tittums up in his face. I, it's so weird. This is the Christmas that special! That the horny nude sex church is the Christmas special on this the BBC. Is, this is, the whole family comes around, Gran comes around, and she's, she's thankfully not talking about Tory politics for five minutes as they all sit around the couch and watch Doctor Who together, and then they're watching him posting Hole on TV. Can I please learn about the town called Christmas? This is wholesome entertainment for the whole family. So the back in the hallway, this alien who we see uh, uh, yeah. at the end of have Doctor you, Who clips on YouTube. I was going to say, have we, have we? I do love that the alien that tells you to subscribe is the one that you're in in the text of the show not supposed to remember. It looks like a Slender Man ood. It. Yeah, I see. I think it's really funny because I remember when I saw these guys uh, back in my youth, my youth, um, thinking that this was Slenderman. Like, oh my god, this looks exactly like Slenderman. Like, this is inspired by Slenderman. I thought to myself. But then we watched the Snowmen. Like the guy, the the the. I mean, lest con- we forget, Sno- Slenderman is inspired by the Weeping Angels. <laughs> But like we watched uh, in in the name of the doctor with the greater consciousness, the, those were just dudes with a white no face in a suit. Yes. So, oh yeah, those were Slenderman. Those <laughs> That's were like right. those were just Slenderman. And this guy, he now he doesn't look like Slenderman to me anymore. He just looks like an alien in a business suit with gross, nasty fingers. That's um, so funny though. Like you, the idea that Slenderman in or that. A Doctor Who villain inspired Slenderman, and then Slenderman inspired a Doctor Who villain. That's like, that's like if a phone invented a new type of Star Trek. <laughs> they make a Star Trek series where everybody's on their phones. Okay, uh, sorry. Have you seen? I keep seeing this at the store. There's a new like, it's either Coke or Pepsi. Who cares? And the fucking display at the store is like our first flavor designed in partnership with AI. Oh my god! Oh, shut the fuck someone, up! Someone at Coke had the amazing idea and logged into ChatGPT and was like, "What's a new flavor that Coke could do?" And it's like berry. Cherry. And they're like, "That's <laughs> yes! awesome!" I'm so excited for people to get sick of AI and for me to not hear about it anymore. I'm so, I, yeah. It, I mean, it makes me angry that anyone fucking calls it AI. It's not yeah, it's AI. Literally That's literally not, yeah. You can't just say that. Um, so anyway, it's AI in the same way that those weird little skateboard things are hoverboards. 
So like I uh these these aliens I remember them uh, uh well and I, and the gimmick of them because you know there's so so much of this alien which I always thought were called the silence but now I'm not sure uh was like Stephen Moffat came up with the Weeping Angels and he won all the awards and praise and love and adoration from the fans forever for coming up with these cool scary guys with a a a, a, a vision based mm-hmm. scary. Uh, superpower and then he was like hmm how can I come up with another really cool iconic alien for my show uh, uh, and then he did he tried to do it again but they weren't as cool and the weeping angels weren't really that cool after the first or second time anyway so I don't know I've always felt pretty underwhelmed by these guys uh, and their presence in this episode feels completely incidental and yeah I will say they have absolutely no reason to be here it's we do see later ju- that they shoot lightning out of their hands it's basically just for the viewer to make a connection between this mega church uh terra church and the silence parentheses aliens yes. so so to say what these guys are they they are like they're slender man ood and they're <laughs> approaching clara and they're saying like confess confess and every time one of them like walks out of sight, like behind something or whatever. She forgets. Clara immediately forgets about it and is like, "Huh, wh- wh- what was I looking at?" And then it appears again, and she's like, "Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right." And then it goes out of sight again, and she's like, "Why am I standing?" My here? very, my big question moving forward, and it's something I remember being confused about with these guys: Do they do anything? How do you mean? Like. Because the whole thing is like Clara goes, oh my god, there's these scary aliens, and then she forgets about them, and then she tries to go tell the doctor, and when she goes into the room, she forgets, forgets why the- she did it. So like, what do they? Do they? If she were to just stay out there, the you know they get closer and closer. What do they? Did they? Did they get her? Do they kill They're her? They're gonna give her clothes. <laughs> Are they gonna make her wear some clothes and confess that she's actually nude under that hologram? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I mean, well, again, we do see that they can shoot lightning out of their hands later. Yeah, so maybe they just zap you, but that's a ranged attack, and they're already arranged. But yeah, we'll, also, we'll like, have, why are they doing this? Yeah, what are they? What is their? Why are they here? What are they? Is another question because because as when Clara goes into the room with the others, like, there's no moment where the silence like come into the room, and she's like, "Oh, right, ah. no, like just like." I guess they just live on the ship. They're just like, never mind then. We'll have to keep this in mind if when we encounter them next time that we do in a Matt Smith episode and we say, ah, these guys were just kind of hanging out on the ship. Uh, they just work they, here. They just work. They literally just work here. I, it's, I, just, it's just like, oh, I, don't mind Gerald. He's a I, little off putting, but genuinely he's, he's harmless. That, like, that's just their employees of the megachurch. Um, yep. uh, so, so, so Tasha says to the doctor, that the message is coming from a human colony, and they put this shield onto the planet uh, because if everyone, if anyone lands there, everyone is going to land there, and they're all going to fight over whatever the mysterious thing is that drew them here. It'd be a really so bad it's war. kind of a stalemate in space. And she's like, "I want you to go in and investigate and break the stalemate and hopefully resolve it so that everyone just leaves." I don't know why that would happen, but. Uh, so this is where Clara runs into the room and she's like, D- oh, hi. And that's the last we see of them for the rest of the episode. They do not appear again. Uh, wait, they appear, they briefly, they don't do any, but they don't do anything. I mean, they will never do anything in the episode, but they that's do right. appear. Uh, again they do. They, they like high five each other. <laughs> I forgot. So, <laughs> so Tasha tells them to use her personal teleporter and go down to the planet, uh, 
she mentions again that she can see through the holograms and she knows that he's trying to take the TARDIS key down there and says no technology. I don't know. There's not really any explanation ever given for why technology can't go down there. Um, but yeah. whatever. Maybe and it's he the shield. He does something. mention he's like, I can't even call the TARDIS to me. Which I, once again, am eternally confused by whether or not he's able to call the TARDIS to him, because I think he did it in this episode. Yeah, he does do it later. Um, (laughs) So they go down, they land in the snow, and uh, Clara, because she is nude, she is freezing. So the doctor, who is also nude, like, hugs her really close and, like, rubs her all over and says, don't worry, the heating system will kick in soon. And Stephen's having a good time. Uh, (laughs) He's, he's, He's giving a thumbs up off screen. The good news is... The the pseudo nudity will not come up again. This but you is have the to end just that assume that they are naked for. I mean, I no, guess... no, they 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 get clothes after this. So uh, then Clara sees an arm sticking out of the ground, and you already you already know you already know what it is. Uh, she goes to like she goes to check it, and and, and it's a weeping angel. And this is so stupid, by the way, because. Uh-huh. The whole thing was that the doctor had to use this special teleporter that belonged to the papal mainframe to get through the shield. The weeping angels got there first already. But and then when the weeping angels come out, the doctor's like, I guess they got here first. But they didn't do anything. They got stuck, I guess. <laughs> They're literally just like stuck in the snow. And like the doctor very quickly explains to Clara what they are and says, Don't blink and stuff. I I I hate I hate the I'm I'm going on record, I hate the weeping angels now. I'm so sick of it. Like I they, here's the thing. Yeah. I hope that the last episode we that see we watch blink. with them is blink. <laughs> we could just be Because redeemed. I know that you hate them and you hate how they're being used. And I have not seen the episode where they're good, so I'm just like, yeah, they're pretty cool. I mean, they Although, were like, they were kind of, they were kind of interesting in Flesh and Stone, but I, it's, it's more to me that the more times they appear on the show, the less cool they get because it's no, just like you're wrong. And Once Upon a Time, they go into the video game. <laughs> nothing is cooler than being in a video game. But I, I keep, I keep uh, like in our Discord server, I keep comparing them to like, you're on like a theme park dark ride. And weeping, like a Doctor Who ride, and the Weeping Angels show up, and uh-huh. then and then the Doctor on the screen is like, "Whoa, guys, Weeping Angels, don't blink!" <laughs> and then you, you, and then it's like, "Whoa!" And then they're like popping up, choo choo choo, because like, I mean, you know, we'll see the episode where their deal is explained one day, but they're fucking fast. They're supposed to be like so fast, and if you don't look at them, you're dead. But they keep like popping up, like like fucking cardboard cutouts in a in a comedy like cartoon shooting range like wah and it's like there's so many of them and they're all over the place and then the mo- part that makes me the most mad is that they leave they get out of there and they leave yes, and, they, and then they, and they, they are just never, not a factor they anymore just, they just gave up i guess where they're cold but i i do <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing because again i have no context for why you think this is so much worse than the original i i believe you and i trust you but i have no context uh and there's a, a thing that happens here that I think is is a pretty cool way to use them, sort of, <laughs> which is that, but again, from my perspective, and I believe you when, when you say that it's not. I uh, mean, to be fair, I haven't watched Blink in, in, in many a year. I just, yeah, maybe it sucks. Actually. Maybe it does anyway, suck, but maybe the Weeping Angels were never cool. It was just they had a cool premise, but I don't what, know. What I think is cool is that because they're in like a snowstorm the their vision keeps being blocked by flurries of snow so even though they're keeping their eyes open the the angels are still advancing that's that's cool i like i like the idea of 
reasons that the angels are able to advance on them besides just, just like the lights went out in my in my uh in my ongoing uh my new life school is just to look at scripts that Stephen Moffat wrote and say you could improve the episode by just not doing this you could have just improved the episode by not having the week because now I'm just thinking like where are they why aren't they giving chase yes well what that's is the keeping thing, them out of I, the town I think the, I like, think the snow part is kind of cool but the way that they get out of it is so stupid because the doctor who uh, apparently Matt Smith had shaved his head for a movie around this time. Oh, is that why he was bald? He I was, pulls off his wig and I says, was, like, Tasha didn't know that this was fake. And under his wig, he has a second TARDIS key. He summons the TARDIS and they are in the TARDIS. I was actually... Uh, Clara uh, does quickly uh, take the opportunity to tell him that he better put that wig back on because he has big, stupid, ugly ears. Like, the I, doctor always has these stupid fucking God. ears that are so ugly. And no eyebrows. I, 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 I... Okay, a couple things, uh, points to add. Number one, I was noticing at the beginning of the episode that his hair looked different. I was like, did they... Did Matt Smith, like, get a haircut, like, on his last episode of... as a, He was wearing a wig that time. His hair did look different. Um, also, what is it with the writers of the show, like... Being mean to the, to the, to the actor who plays the doctor. Leave him alone. Leave I feel like every episode that we've watched with Peter Capaldi has made fun of Scottish people. (laughs) I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like we got a lot of, of David Tennant, like, making fun of his personal appearance. Maybe it's because he's just like a pretty handsome guy. I don't know. But like the, with fucking, with fucking, uh, 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 Peter Echo, uh, uh, Peter Eckelman. That's his name. Chris Eckelman. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston, also known as Peter, Peter Eckelman. Eckelman. <laughs> In Peter Eckelman's episodes, they're like, he's dumb. We call, ugly. we call him Ole Ecky Pete. They all, they're all Peters in my book. Uh, and then with Matt Smith, it's always like, I feel like he talks about his eyebrows a lot. He's no eyebrows. And now it's like, it's got this I hadn't ugly... noticed his eyebrows until they pointed it out. I was like, oh, Matt Smith does have very, very, very thin, very thin eyebrows. Thin eyebrows, yeah. Uh, what's up with it? Are they going to do that? Do does Jody ever like dunk on her own personal appearance? <laughs> I look like a dumb bitch. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah so that's it i i did i didn't know that it was for a role i but it did uh genuinely uh rock me to my core seeing the yeah, doctor this is take why, his hair uh, off of in, his head and then there was a key under it yeah this is why when matt smith was in the justice league they had to cgi hair onto his head and then it's like he says that he got bored and shaved his head one day that was his exclamation. Very random. Okay, so they random. they they get out uh, and they arrive. Okay, I, I, yeah. I do want to say. I do yeah, want to say. I yeah, do want to say. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, we've we've talked many times about how over the years the TARDIS has become like way too helpful and like plot breaking. And I don't even know if that's the point that I would say that about the sonic screwdriver. I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I would fucking say that about the TARDIS. Considering, I mean, we talked about in our favorite serial, Seeds of Death, with the Second Doctor. How it's like, we can't take the TARDIS to the moon because it's so hard to, like, do that sort of precision navigating with this thing. One could argue he just got better at piloting it over time. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too hung up on that stuff. What I do want to say is the fact that the doctor has not one, but two buttons that he can press at any moment to make the TARDIS materialize around him. We've definitely had conversations, if not here, outside of the podcast about whether or not the doctor can summon the TARDIS to him. And the answer in most episodes is no 
until the writers get so lazy that they can't come up with a way to get them out of trouble and just say the TARDIS shows up. Because it happened in Father's Day, but it didn't, like, but it, like, didn't really work. Then mm-hmm. use the key to summon the TARDIS. Yeah, like the weird key, like, floating in the air. They should not be able to do this. Uh, it breaks Do you remember in the tension. episode Cold War on the submarine uh-huh. when he's like, oh, no, I accidentally sent the TARDIS to scared and- mode. At least I have my key. Oh, no, I dropped my key into the ocean. Well, at least I have my backup key. Oh, no, I dropped my backup key into the ocean. Like, We're trapped. What about, what about uh, in, like, there are so many episodes where this just breaks the plot of the episode. Like, uh, Satan Pit and, and Impossible Planet, like... Why didn't he just summon the TARDIS back to him if it he fell didn't out? have his key? What at about the time? 42? Was, he, why did he? The, why didn't they just? Home Depot, they why didn't he just summon the TARDIS? He should not be able to do this. It fucking dist- you can't you can't have your character have access to a impenetrable fortress that can go anywhere and any when in the universe at any time, and also he can call it to him when he needs it. That just is too much. That's too powerful. Right. The do- they're being attacked by by weeping angels. The doctor pulls out the key. They're in the TARDIS. They take the TARDIS like five million years away to a to the beach planet of Spyalon Nine, and they just hang out on the beach for like a month, and then they're like. Oh, that was nice. Okay, okay now right. we can go. This is like uh, the the discourse that makes me mad, the, the mad as hell all the time forever. It's like the those 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 absolute uh, those absolute buffoons who go online and they go, why in in the last Jedi, Admiral Holdo used a light speed jump to ram through an Imperial fleet. This literally breaks Star Wars because why didn't they just do that all the time? With the, <laughs> and, and why don't they just make big ships that they could just have a robot on it do that and it's like okay well first of all you don't know the details of how this hyperspace technology works if we don't know how hard it is to do this it might have been like this is how i feel about those that's like the holdo maneuver break star wars argument uh, but it's real, and I'm experiencing it in my real life of the show that I'm watching. Right, and I, this I, I, like, I try, I try not to get too hung up on stuff like this, but when they do it, it's hard not to. It's like, it's just a move done out of sheer laziness of writing. And, like, I hate and it. And by the way, they they get in the TARDIS, and he puts his wig back on. And then they just take the TARDIS to the nearby village, and now they're wearing actual clothes for the rest of the episode. And and that's just see, the weeping angels are no longer they're not a here anymore. They got lost. They're not here. The weeping angels are just scratching their heads. Like we where see did they one, go? we see one later, and it's a joke, like a gag. Yes, and I will talk about that because that was really re- I, that I that sucked. Anyway, <laughs> so they 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 find that the message is coming from the town clock tower. There's some people walking around, and they, they say hello, like, and the in doctor like... introduces himself as a Time Lord who stole a TARDIS, and then he's like, oh, why did I say that? And Clara says, I'm an English teacher from Earth who comes on this adventure with the doctor because I fancy him. Why did I say whoa. that? And, and then they learn that the town is under a truth field. There's an extremely uh, women be shopping type joke here. Oh yeah, where I love the doctor's the truth like, field. oh, it must must be hard living in a in a town in a truth field. And the woman's like, no, it's easy. And the oh, I hate it. I love like, cheating it's on really my wife. Hard. <laughs> uh, and then we find out this is a, ta- a Christmas town, and it's literally called Christmas. Yes, the town is called Christmas. Oh, and, and this made me so why, mad. This line, why this town? There is a human colony on this random planet that is just in seemingly a perpe- one one village. As far as we know, this is the only population that this planet has. 
and it's like a Christmas town that's always Christmas and it's called it's Christmas. It's never explained. And there is never any reason given for that. It is not relevant. Don't worry about it. It's the Christmas special. Shut oh, up. Oh, there was a line here that, that made me so mad where, where, where she's like, who, what kind of, what, why, why is the town called Christmas? And then the doctor says, why is the island called Easter? The fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, I don't know the answer to that I question. mean, it's probably because it was named after a guy. And I also don't think that the island was called Easter Island by the people who, li- you know, who lived in that. Anyway, the the town's called Christmas. It's always Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, it's a beautiful Christmas holiday. Um, Merry Christmas, Jordan. Merry Christmas. I I Christmas now fills me with just unparalleled existential dread because I associate Christmas with the horrible things happening to my favorite funny man. <laughs> so they go into the clock tower and they look at the wall and what should be on the wall but a familiar crack i'm so sure that this had been resolved by now well that i mean that's basically what the doctor says Do you know like, what this episode is this episode is the fucking uh sorry for making a billion year old reference older than time itself older than gallifrey this is the fucking home star this is the strong bad email that's just dear strong bad please resolve all cliffhangers that's what <laughs> i don't this, know if i've seen that one it's just please resolve all cliffhangers and that's the end of the email and that's what this it's just dear steven <laughs> resolve all cliffhangers i mean look i get it it's it's the it's the end of the 11th doctor they want to pull back all the plot threads that for means, a party but do you understand the implication which is that this means that he went all these seasons without resolving anything until the last episode but we learn later why the crack is back crack's back baby we're here we're uh, so back we're because so, the doctor's like, so oh, crack. I dealt with that, but now, did, I can't remember when they dumped a bunch of weeping angels into the mouth of the crack. <laughs> they sure did did the that. crack like seal up? Did Was that the end of the crack? <laughs> now that we know, I don't think so. I think that they probably dealt with it later. But uh, also, now that we know, did they just dump? Angels back? <laughs> I still don't understand how they came back did, from that. <laughs> did the doctor just dump a bunch of weeping angels into Gallifrey? <laughs> did he just, well did he yes just... this is this is where we we learn that uh the doctor is like oh someone is trying to break through the crack in time into our universe and then he turns to handles who he has we haven't mentioned handles but handles is here uh and he's like handles why did you say this planet was gallifrey and handles says the, the message is of gallifreyan origin and he's like Okay. And the doctor says Say the the message must also be output or the the message and the truth field are both coming through the crack in time because they they're whatever message they're sending out, they want an a, a truthful answer to it. And he gives handles he says it's the a seal of the High Council of Gallifrey that he stole from the master in the death zone. Must be I feel like previous, we've heard of the death zone before. Must be a previous episode. Has to be. But you never know uh, with this show. He he asks Handles to use it to decode the message, and Handles says, The message is a question. The oldest question in the oh universe. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Who. Oh, but you Doctor forgot about the part. Who. You forgot about the part where it says, "If we, if we ask, if if you want me to read the question, it will be broadcast to everybody around the planet. Everyone will hear the cool." Yeah, question. why? Why? Why handles? Why cover cover his little robot mouth? <laughs> I don't know why, but yes, every 
we get a montage of all the aliens in outer space hearing this message, Doctor Who. The fucking, Doctor the Who, fucking Daleks Doctor are like, Who. God damn it! <laughs> it's always this guy! So the Doctor says, I see what's going on here. It's a it's a question that only I can answer. They know that I'm the only Time Lord here. I don't know how they know that. But whatever. Maybe the, the council the something sick. something he, the, when the doctor you, showed up. Are you but trying to say are you trying to say asking the, the question? Yeah. Ba- basically the idea is only the doctor can respond to that question with his actual name. But there's nobody else in the universe who knows his name. We know this. Um And if he if if they get a response which is the doctor's name, then they will know that it's safe to return to their original universe. I'm still a little confused about why <sighs> Why did putting Gallifrey into a painting put it into another universe? I don't think... I I don't think... They, or, or did he not literally he put it literally into a painting? Was he just using the he same was, sort of concept? I think he was just using the same sort of co- concept. Okay, maybe I just misunderstood that. My bad. Um, anyway, they say Doctor Who about a hundred times. <laughs> if you had a dollar, right? Uh, and everyone hears it and everyone claps and everyone, uh, oh, but the thing I was going to say is you, you think the Time Lords don't know the precise location of their beloved president-elect? Lest we forget! <laughs> Lest we forget! Uh, so he gives Clara something and tells her to go into the TARDIS and plug it in. Uh, so she, she goes. It's, uh, and it's Rose's, it's Rose's cell phone. Tasha appears in the sky again with a projection and calls out to the doctor and he says, Tasha, what is this planet called? And she says, its name is... Trenglor. Trenzalor. Oh my god, no, it's like that's the where the one. doctor's he's grave gonna die is. In this no, one. he's gonna die here, no. I like the, the tension of this, uh, <laughs> I like the tension of this episode and, and also the fact that I'm sure that uh, in the previews of the, they were like, Peter Capaldi as the doctor. Oh yeah, I'm sure that, I'm sure that everyone knew going into this that they had cast a new doctor, but... Imagine not knowing that. Imagine watching this and somehow being on the hook and thinking that this is going to be the final <laughs> it's gonna episode, be the episode of Doctor, the Doctor Who, dies. and then it ends with him going, "Actually, I'm going to be forever more of me." <laughs> I breathed in the golden vape, and now I will live forever more in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that later. Obviously, um, uh, so Clara then goes into the TARDIS. She plugs in that thing that he gave her. And she it was a trick. Tar- it was a trick. She asks the TARDIS if it's going to do a clever thing. Ding. And it takes so. her back to to her house. It was a trick. Yes, the and it locks it. her out and then starts to teleport back. Um, Tasha tells the Doctor that if the Time War or if the Time Lords return, then it'll start a new Time War with all the aliens and not just the Daleks. Time so War. Time War Two. Uh, I don't want to say electric boogaloo, but that's all. The, the singing man yeah. rides again. <laughs> the return of the singing man. <laughs> he they let him out of the fucking uh, the fucking prison ship that the Daleks were in, and he just comes out the greatest war criminal of all history. The other day, um, I was trying to find that picture, uh, but I had to stop myself because I I didn't want to dig too deep into it and accidentally find out the identity of the singing man. 
Um, yeah, you can't just go on TARDIS Wiki and search Singing Man because it'll redirect <laughs> it'll to... It'll tell me uh, the truth of who... <laughs> Susan Foreman. If I know who that character is, the mystique of him will be ruined forever. It, it redirects to, to Jamie. <laughs> and you're like, wait, you, what? It tells you... That was Jamie? It tells you whether or not the Doctor actually has a biological granddaughter or not. My biggest <laughs> mystery that I really I really don't want spoiled for. I want to figure it out some sometime in the future... I'm, I, you, and this is totally fair. We have different interpretations of this. That's no, that's not a problem, but you are treating it as a mystery. I'm just so sure that that's his biological he granddaughter. He doesn't ever talk about her. And I yeah, guess that just means sad because she died in the time she war. All fucking, I also, another thing I love about. She got killed by friendly fire <laughs> by the singing man. Another thing, and we talked about this last, uh, on the bonus episode. I love about this podcast is that we just have this presupposition that if a companion is no longer on Doctor Who, it's because they died. So when Donna showed up in the trailer, <laughs> we were like, wait, I was, I was okay, certain yeah, so she's mega I want to say. I, I don't think that all the companions die. It's the fact that we've had stuff happen because, you know, in, in Let's Kill Hitler, uh, the 11th Doctor is looking at this slideshow of previous companions and going like, no, don't show me them. No, I feel guilty. And also there was the whole thing in Planet of the Dead where the 10th Doctor was like, no, Lady Christina D'Souza, you can't be my companion. They all die. Bad things happen <laughs> to all the people who come with me. So... I'm assuming that there's, like, a long run of companions who die. I don't think they all die. I mean, we know that, we know Sarah we know Jane that some of the classic-era companions she... are still alive. Yeah, we know Ace um, is still alive, thank God. Uh, I also like that <laughs> long I also live. am fucking obsessed with the fact that the Doctor said in one episode, I can't let you come with me, Lady Christina D'Souza, uh, uh, because it's too dangerous. And then in another episode, he says uh, to Bill, the safest place in the universe is by my side. And uh, Yeah, different, different Doctor. Shut the fuck up, old but, man, you're wrong. Um, but yeah, what you were saying, though, to anyone who's not familiar, the the trailer of the new special has gone out. And I saw the thumbnail on YouTube. I, I I wasn't looking for it, and I didn't watch it. But I saw in the thumbnail, it's David Tennant and fucking Donna. And I was like, now hold on. I'm hold on. so sure that she's dead. Donna got put in the wood chipper, for sure. But I mean, also, Amy Pond is in this episode, and I'm sure she's dead. So who knows what's going on? <laughs> she wasn't the... That was very strange, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay, so, so the Doctor uh, basically... Uh, he says he's not bringing the Time Lords back. He's going to stay here. He rings the town bell and calls a meeting. And he says, there's a new sheriff in town. And his name is and that he accidentally says his real name. And the Time Lords come out in the episode. <laughs> and then the planet is blown up and everyone dies forever. He says that um, he's going to be their new sheriff. Yeah. Um, and then we. And I then, don't really know what his plan is here. He doesn't seem to he, have one. It's just because it's like he's not like I'm going to bring the Time Lords in. He's and he's also just not like I'm. He's like, I'm just going to protect this town forever until something changes. And then we yeah, go back to the, to the, to the mega, the Terra church and we see Tasha, uh, talking to her congregation, I guess. And she's like, we will now dedicate our church to keeping silence. The doctor may not say his name. Silence will fall. Silence, silence will, will fall. fall. And, they, and they say, we will begin the siege of Trenzalore. And then we enter a siege montage that I fucking uh, love little the do we know at the start is going to 300 be a 300 years. year montage. We see like 
the doctor protecting the villagers. We we also see uh, these poor fucking Santarans uh, completely unaware of the fact that they are moments away from their death and having a little comedy scene where they're like, the ship is invisible. But I yeah, by the way, the doctor has thrown away his his no kill rule. He oh, has he gone is, war doctor uh, mode again. War doctor, yeah. Uh, because yes, there's Santarans who roll up in an invisible tank, and the doctor uses his sonic screwdriver to disable the cloaking allowing the papal mainframe to blow them up with rockets. A couple of ice warriors do come by, and he does just give them a crisp salute and let them go on their way. Yeah, uh, then we, this is Fiver. This is where we see uh, the doctor the put a mirror angel? in front of the weeping angel, and then it okay, it like look, a funny I, note. I get I that the idea is that the weeping angels are like a quantum thing. They can't move while they're being observed. Fine. If the weeping angels can be locked in place by seeing themselves or each other, then the weeping angels don't move. The the number of times that we've seen them in a big scary circle around the characters, like, okay, they can't move then. They're all looking at each other. They're locked in place forever. You are telling me. No, I have a solution to you and it'll make you happy. So so be thankful that you've got, uh, that you've got me here to be so clever, Ding. Um, they're looking, so say you're surrounded by weeping angels. You are surrounded, oh god, what are you gonna do? They're all looking at you. Uh, They're all looking at you. What's the one thing to do when you're surrounded? Blink. I mean, duck. And now they're all looking at each other. You've won. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right though. If, if this thing works where the doctor freezes a weeping angel in place forever, you by could putting defeat a weeping in angels by getting face. them in a circle and ducking. Yes, and I'm sure then you can duck. <laughs> we'll have to be on the lookout for if they ever if they ever use that strategy. There's a non-zero chance it, of it. It, it. it it you can't you can't do this. I think you, you cannot you, do this. You can't like you know you're you're complaining about the fact that the weeping angels like break your neck now i don't i don't know what not, i don't it's know not what even the problem that. it's is not there. even that it's just that they're like too easy to deal with now but yeah i mean i i have been saying throughout a lot of this like i don't it doesn't bother me because i don't know what they used to be this with the mirror that's bad like don't to, establish to that that works articulate my problem with the weeping angels it's less that it's more the whole thing is like it's the fucking what's scarier than one Dalek, a million Daleks. It's that when you put too many weeping angels at a scene, there's just no – I get such bad cognitive dissonance because you see them like popping up all over the place and it's like you can't look at all of them. And if you look away from one of them for a second, they get they get right over to you. So it just doesn't make sense to have that many weeping angels at a scene and have the characters come out of it alive. It just is weird and I don't – like it just well, the doctor pushed the eject button oh, okay. on reality, right? Just, and put, then he and then he had a mirror. He put the he put the sonic screwdriver to the ground, and he put himself in his own time stream. I mean, again, I have no, I have not seen the original, but there is no more powerful depiction of like knocking the legs out from under a scary monster than you can defeat it by making it look literally. He puts a mirror in front of it, and there's like a silly note on it that's like, "How about you? How about you hang out here for a while? Love the doctor." And it's like, "Oh, they're not scary. Did they're we, not scary anymore." Did we see a thing? No, I don't want to spoil because we didn't see the first part of Flesh and Stone. But there's no. a, a a a a thing. The Rebel Stone. The Rebel Stone. There's a rule about weeping angels that that. It relates to one of our, uh, both of our favorite video games that uh, I really enjoy the parallel of that I'll well we'll get where we get there I can't talk about it because we'd be spoiling two 
two different things. I, I think I know what you're getting at, but I don't know what it is, actually. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway. anyway so, the, the yeah, doctor... Tasha yeah. narrates that the doctor protects this village for years. Which we find and, out is an understatement. And then we get the best my best friend, my, my best friend... <laughs> Your new because mascot. Tasha says, over time, the aliens found new ways to enter we the see village. These, like these kids, like doctor, doctor, help! And then with doctor, help, doctor, there's a wooden <laughs> Cyberman <laughs> mascot of the show. This is my new best friend. This is our new mascot of Doctor Huzz, the wooden Cyberman. He sucks so much. He's Bender. I tell you what, though, He's if I black. was a Cyberman made of wood. And they were like, okay, great. What weapon would you like flame. to take to the village? I maybe wouldn't say flamethrower. <laughs> I, I, it's humbling to be carrying a weapon with you that could easily kill you. Um, I love the wooden Cyberman so much. He's my, he's my very special boy. I hope nothing bad ever happens to him. The doctor comes up to him and says, uh, he says, sorry, you say the doctor comes up to him. I think we need to establish oh, yeah, the something about the doctor. The old ass right man right with an old ass kid. He's actually not that. He's like, he's like wrinkly, but he's not like. He's in like middle age makeup. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he's got a cane and he's like. He, older. he has apparently been protecting this village now for probably like a couple hundred years. And he comes out and he points a sonic screwdriver at the, at the, uh, at the cyber, my, my best friend. Um, and he says, I've reversed the polarity of your flamethrower, which, you know, he loves to reverse the polarity of things. And then he says, uh, it's gonna, when he says, like, I've reversed the polarity of the flamethrower, so it'll, it'll, uh, turn around and- It'll, it'll fire backwards, essentially. I'm in a true field, so I can't lie to you. Um, so, uh- he says, he says, you can, you can scan the, to, to confirm the signal that I sent from my screwdriver if you want. And it it scans his screwdriver and it says, aha, you did indeed send a polarity reversing signal to my flamethrower. Just like you said, you were telling the truth. So I will simply turn my flamethrower around and then it proceeds to activate its flamethrower. Just kidding. Burn my, a giant hole my, in its own my chest. Boy. And the doctor's like, haha, I said I sent the signal. You murdered him. But it didn't actually work because you're made of wood. <laughs> he wasn't going to hurt you. He was my friend. Um, then we get, like, we get, like, Doctor hanging so, out. R.I.P. to the best character. <laughs> we'll never forget you, Wood and Cyberman. I wish we had seen him in fucking Age of... This is the Age of Wood. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a series of audio dramas about him. <laughs> Just this one guy and how he got there and all of the thousands of adventures he went on. Okay. I mean, this, this was... You know, they... They imply that this is like a new thing. This is actually like an old, old. This, this is the first design. Cyberman yeah, one day to, away from retirement. They had to dust him out, break him out of his museum, send him back for one final job. Uh, we get a like a wholesome TM montage of the Doctor. Like, what is that fucking? We're doing the drunken giraffe, kids. Do the drunk giraffe, oh everyone. My God, and this is the part where Tasha, as the Doctor's doing like a dance and a puppet show with all the kids and stuff. Tasha narrates, everyone in town loved the man who stayed for, for Christmas. Christmas. Oh, oh, my God, it's like he yeah. Steven. You're such a good writer, Steven. Uh, and then... Uh, he named the town Christmas so that he could do that. <laughs> We're going to get a part at the end of the episode where he uses the TARDIS to go back in time and establish this Christmas town. <laughs> Um, there's also another thing that's probably a callback, uh, in addition to the drunk giraffe dance that he's doing, where he's having the kids chant, cool is not cool, 
I, that's probably another. It's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. It's hip to fuck bees. It's hip to fuck bees. This is the, you know, it's, it's the 11th Doctor send off. I don't mind all the callbacks and the fan service. It's fine. Um, uh, so we, oh, we also we find, we also find out, time. by the way, there's this one boy that he keeps calling Barnaby or Barnaby. Uh, and, uh, Something like that. it's, I'm unclear whether or not there is a boy called Barnaby or if a boy, there was a boy named Barnaby and he died hundreds of years ago. And the doctor just now all boys are, all boys are Barnaby to him because, Abab, <laughs> Abab because like he later he's like, Barnaby, is that you? And it's like, how? Man, how many hundreds of years have you been here? There's Bar- <laughs> how many Barnabys how have many there been? Barnab- you son of a bitch. <laughs> maybe there's one. Yeah, maybe that's like the title of his his little his little his little guy <laughs> that he names a new Barnaby before he grows up. Or maybe Barnaby is the other Time Lord. <laughs> Barnaby keeps dying and becoming a new boy. <laughs> maybe Barnaby is just the name he gave to Handles. That's not sure he still calls oh. Handles. Uh, anyway, uh, the boy Barnaby, the boy who may be Barnaby the eighth or ninth or tenth. Uh, shows up and is like, Doctor, there's a box here! And then Clara shows up, and I wasn't entirely- The Doctor, by the way, uh, you know, this is, this is, I, I didn't expect this, because we've, we've dealt with the plot point before of the 11th Doctor is way older than the 10th Doctor, and the 12th Doctor is way older than that. Uh, I guess he was just this, on, yeah. This is 300 years. The Doctor stays in this village for 300 years, right. apparently. There, there, and, and yeah, the TARDIS appears, and, the 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 doctor looks at it and sees Clara like hanging on to it, looking very How shaken. How did she get here? I was really confused about like what she. Well, she says I was in space. I think the idea is as the TARDIS was leaving her behind. Oh, did she, she like grabbed onto, onto it, it okay. and rode it on the outside? And the doctor is like, "Huh, no wonder it's three hundred years late. You were hanging on to it." <laughs> wow, great. Um, I mean, pr- from her perspective, it was probably just a second. Uh, uh, she wasn't; she yeah, didn't get yeah, the full bill. I but, see. I see. Um, um, well, the TARDIS. The doctor like, sees the Clara TARDIS hanging onto the TARDIS in space, and he's like, "That gives me an idea for somebody to do to someone else." <laughs> the TARDIS has an oxygen bubble around it, so you can go outside of it. Remember? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, but they laugh and hug. They go to uh, uh, Clara hugs a person that she saw about twenty seconds ago. <laughs> Yeah, well, she loves him, and she's like, "Why are you old? What happened?" Um, and then he goes, "She goes." She's into, like, like, "You're you're just on the cusp. Any older, and I'll never fuck you." Uh huh. If you turn into like this weird old Scottish man, there will be no more romantic tension between us. Thank God. Uh, uh, and uh, Clara, they go to like his. He's he lives in the clock tower now, right? And there's like children's mm-hmm. drawings. I love the Doctor, misspelled like Tommy and <laughs> Bar- <Me> like he died. <laughs> Barnaby the eighteenth, age seven. Um, and then Barnaby <laughs> the 17th, age 99, was like, thank you for a lifetime, <laughs> a lifetime of serving you as my greatest honor. I die now and name my successor. Um, and, uh, so. Oh, uh, a new thing, new fucking Trenza lore, haha, is that nice. the sun rises only for like a minute a day. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. It never comes up. It's unimportant, but it's something. I mean, I assume it's that they're like on the pole or something. I, guess. I don't know. Uh, Oh, I, I, I did like this. I thought this was funny because the doctor has been here for 300 years and the TARDIS arrives and, uh, he's like, oh, the turkey should be just about done. Ha ha, hee hee, hoo hoo. Uh, the doctor That's did ruin funny, Christmas okay? by taking, taking the turkey away. I really do hope that, that, uh, Clara did bring Peter Capaldi doctor to Christmas dinner and 
just try to this go is on. My this is my new boyfriend. He's way older. The other one was a fucking... He's also nude. Yeah. <laughs> after after my other boyfriend's nude incident, I found an this older This is my man. new old boyfriend. He's also called the doctor, and he's also nude in Swedish. But he's somehow maybe even more of a freak than the last one. Unclear. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so... So yeah, they go up to the top of the clock tower to watch the, uh, the sunrise and the sunset, uh, because it happens very fast, as you said. Uh, I... There's a moment here with handles that I really, really like because oh, he I should is... sorry, sorry. This is at this point, right? The doctor's super old, right? Did we mention that? No, no, not that's yet, later. Not yet. Okay, he gets old later, right? Sorry, he's he's in middle age. Makeup. Yes, yes, yes. He'll be in extremely old age makeup later. Um, so he's like cleaning handles, uh, and you get a sense that he's like really gl- grown close to handles uh, over the years. And he puts Handles on a little pillow to watch the sunrise, and he says, is that comfortable? And Handles is like, I'm dying. I have no concept of comfort. <laughs> and he readjusts him on the pillow and says, is that better? And Handles says, affirmative. And I was like, that's really sweet. I, that's great. I really liked it, yeah. I liked Handles. That's a really nice moment. Like Steven, the, you've done it again. Every once in a while, Steven gets it. He's, he's every, <laughs> every once in a while, it's like, oh, he sometimes he has a good idea. Uh, and then Handles... Uh, Handles is dying. He's he's at the end of his robot life, and the doctor is like, "Oh, come on, Handles, you gotta watch one more sunrise with me, buddy." And Handles says, "I have an urgent message for you, Doctor." And he's like, "What is it? What is it, Handles? Don't forget to patch the telephone made, through the console." <laughs> made you look, and then you see a little cyber hand has has crawled up under his head. The de- and it's doing a little circle. circle, yeah. Uh, the doctor just kind of, re- uh, he's, he basically says that the, the, they're, they're at a standstill. He can't let the time lords through, but he can't, like, leave, um, or they'll kill these Christmas fellows. Um, and, uh, how does he become old? Hold on. Oh, right. I remember something stupid happens. <laughs> they watch the, this- what do you mean, how does he become old? Time passes. No, I know, but I was how like, how does anyone become no, old? No, I was like, what happens in this episode that leads from him being, Clara being here with him now and then Clara, Clara being here? It's, it's something stupid happens, which is that, uh, uh, the, uh, they do it again. They do it again. Yeah. Because they get a, a, a phone call. Oh no, because we have to, we have to do some doctor math. Uh, yeah, first. don't, don't skip this part because, so the sun rises and they're watching it. He says goodbye to handles. Um, and, Clara is like, you shouldn't have sent me away. I would have, I wouldn't have let you get stuck here. He's like, if I didn't send you away, I would have buried you hundreds of years ago. And they talk about uh, the his number of lives. He says, I I only get to be thirteen silly doctors, is what he says. Um, and I'm I'm actually we didn't count the war last doctor one. because because there was the war doctor. And number 10 regenerated once before, but kept the same face. I like face. to imagine that this is like, he thought he could just regrow his hand, but that was like using a whole one of his lives. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I, the thought what that someday that? we will get an episode where the 10th Doctor but regenerates like, into himself con- is so nice. Contextually nuts. even funnier now that David Tennant is coming back to play the Doctor as the 14th Doctor. It's like, can can they please fucking keep this guy out? Is this like... I, well, or the, is, so I wanted to ask you, uh, when he said this, did I you remember no that I have no idea happening? what they're talking about. Genuinely no fucking clue. 
So weird. But, Maybe, the, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't even now, guess. Now that we've seen, you know, where we get to see uh, old, 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 old Tom Baker in the BZM, and he's like, I've been, I, how many millions of years? Like, <laughs> is it just like every other doctor is going to just be David Tennant, and there's just something deep, <laughs> deep within his psyche that is just longing well, to yeah, be? Well, uh, yeah, David Tennant is the one who gifted him more regenerations. He help himself. He can't help it. He's, it's like how... Um, it's like how all these arthropods just, uh, evolutionarily evolve into crabs. They just, all doctor, <laughs> all time lords just want to become He's David got Tennant. tenantization. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's saying so, that he's, he's, yeah, he says this is, this is my last form. Wink. Ha <laughs> Don't He tells her, by the way, hey, remember when we went to that planet covered in graves, including mine, that the one that was one. all destroyed and it was a wasteland? That was Trenzalore, yeah. and so is this. Here we're we on are. Trenzalore. And she's like, can you change the feature? And he says, no, uh, it's fine. Uh, and then uh, she's like... And I'm just going to say right now, you know, the show plays fast and loose with the whole thing of causality yeah, and continuity fine. I don't care. and stuff like that. It doesn't bug me. Uh, the end of this episode, uh, no, uh-uh, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> They don't. They don't. That doesn't happen. It doesn't address it. They they just, like, unwrite that reality, which is fine. I mean, I feel like stuff that they've said before implies that unwriting even the smallest thing... I mean, saving Pete's life in Father's Day, the Doctor is like, no, that no, is no, all no, that no, it no, takes no, no, to no, destroy the universe. That was like, there's, uh, if we get into this, we'll die. We'll literally die. It's not worth I'm it. I'm just saying right now, the Doctor unwrites his own death, and Trenzalore does not get blown up, and it's fine. It's, which is it, a wild <laughs> thing when we're already dealing with a crack in reality and time, and he's like, whatever, let's make it worse, no problem. Never um, will come up. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they talk about mortality and it's really rich coming Here, from the okay, doctor. Okay, I, I want I just want to put, put a point on that, uh-huh. which is that it's one thing to go back on continuity stuff that was established before, you know, the, the time war being a thing that was invented between the, the classic era and the modern era, etc. whatever. They undid that in, uh, Day of the Doctor, we liked it. The fact that the Trenzalore thing was introduced <laughs> in this storyline two episodes ago. <laughs> it's like the bad ending. Right, it's like, it's like, it's not that they're sort of playing with continuity that was established a long time ago, and they're like, well, we'll just, we're just gonna do... No, you just established that right before this. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's it's, fine. Yeah, Whatever. Whatever. We'll move on. So they, uh, they, uh, they're going to go, uh... I guess talk to they Tasha. oh yeah because Tasha says they it's parlay time for in her big like uh her big speaker hologram that we this is where we finally see uh Barnable uh Barnable the 19th um oh yeah Barnable that's his name Barnable uh sitting by the TARDIS so they get on the TARDIS and they go to it the, is possible to barn this boy they go very Barnable they go to the papal mainframe and uh some we're about to talk about some wild shit that I don't understand uh but First of all, uh, you better believe that the Slender Men are, are there. Yeah, which, by the way, because the the silence are on the ship, and I was like, uh-oh, what's happened over the years? But it turns out the silence who were, like, creeping around and menacing Clara 300 years ago in their timeline, like, no, they already worked on the ship. They just weren't standing in line at the time. They were just walking they were around just the elsewhere. ship. And, 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 right. and they this are is confession where, priests. This is they, where... they demand that you confess to them. 
And then whatever you tell them, you forget that you told them. I don't know if that's supposed to be good, scary, helpful, menacing. I, I really don't know what that means. And, and then, see, almost, this offended me so deeply that they go to talk to, 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 to Tasha and, and, uh, oh my God, he says the word psychopath twice in this scene. Steven, yep. Steven, come on. Uh, they go to talk to Tasha and almost offhandedly, she just is like, yeah, well, you know, uh, our church splintered off and the silence went back in time to try to stop you from, but I, I don't think she said they splintered off. Did they? I thought she said this was just like some of their plans. I thought, no, I thought she said it was a splinter group of her church, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It probably doesn't matter and will never matter. Oh, also when they walk away, uh, 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 Dalek, uh, antennas start coming out of people and that, I yeah, the Daleks even... are like, they. the Doctor doesn't know that this is a trap and that we have control over the ship and everyone is actually Daleks. This uh, is not a yeah, thing that I knew Daleks could do, and I hope that it never comes up again. Cause it was yeah, these are the weird. hot guys in the Dalek. Um, <laughs> oh my god, you're right. The, no, these are the, the hot Daleks in the guy. <laughs> yes, so Tasha offhandedly <laughs> mentions like, yeah, the, the church has made many attempts to deal with you over the centuries, uh, there was one team who went into the future and destroyed your TARDIS, which created the cracks in the universe that led to this happening. They just move right I'm past I'm so glad. That. It's oh, okay. so fucking funny that every other Matt and then Smith she episode says, we watch for the rest of this podcast, you're just going to know all everything that's going on. So she then says, we also engineered a psychopath to kill oh you. Oh, my God. Says, I married her. Haha, <laughs> it's so random. God. He loves that word. Steven loves the word psychopath. I for, I knew. And then. Yeah. And then Tasha says the Daleks are gearing up for full war. They attacked the, the papal mainframe just three days ago. It was a slaughter. And they're like, how did you survive? And she says, I didn't. Wait, I didn't? Oh, Stephen, oh that's right. I died. Uh, Stephen Moffat has played uh, Fallout 2, I see. And then a an antenna comes out of her forehead, and it turns out that she is also a Dalek. I guess the idea is that, you know, the Daleks are just little slime balls inside of robot bodies. So I guess why couldn't you put one of the slime balls in an android body, I guess? And then she becomes Dalek, and they're like, oh, we know everything because we got the information from her dead body. Um Steven goes extra twisted mode and says that the Daleks harvested the information when they when they killed her repeatedly. I guess so they were like sicko. bringing her back to so, life and killing her again. So right? so fucked up. What was up with this, by the way? The, uh, Tasha like touches Clara on the back, and her hand is like sparking and green. I don't know when is it that that never comes when up. Does again? the doctor tell Tasha to fight her, fight the psychopath inside of her? It's it's around here. Oh yeah, because. Because Tasha, like, blows up the Daleks with laser hands. She, like, I guess she's she fighting The it, doctor gives her a big horny kiss. Mm-hmm. They're nude. Or she's nude, at least. He's wearing clothes, probably. Um, and, yeah, she's like, the Dalek inside me is waking. You need to get out of here before it takes control. He says that thing about fighting her inner psychopath. And <laughs> this, just right now, we could say... This doesn't come up again. No. She will continue to be in the episode, and she's just fine. She cured being dead. Why did they do this at all, then? She cured being dead and also being a Dalek. Like, within ten minutes of the episode, she's like, actually, I'm fine now. I I will not for a thousand years understand. Fight it, Tasha! Okay, I won. How this guy also wrote, like, the Doctor Dances? (laughs) How? 
how is he such a sloppy writer? Like, so just you showed it. You said this character is dead. This character is also a Dalek. We see the thing come out of her face. We, I maybe this is the thing Daleks do in another episode. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm watching the show in random order. Uh, but she's been killed multiple times, and then she just gets better. Did you make a noise? Yep. Did you figure? Do you went? Oh. No, I said, "Oh, that's what this podcast is." Oh, I thought you were like, "I figured it out. I understand. It all makes no, sense." No, I understand now. We're it's a random order. So they, so they, she fights the inner psychopath, and then she, she does wins and wins, and she comes back to life. I guess uh, she gets a second <laughs> chance. I, 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 it, it, you know, this is a parallel for me to enjoy. Uh, when we on zero to zero watched the very bad movie Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, the whole plot is about how the Silver Surfer, like, can't go against Galactic Galactus because he's too powerful. And then the way that the plot is resolved is that Gal- <laughs> the Silver Surfer kills Galactus in one hit and it's fine. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, they get back on the TARDIS. I can't fight the Daleks. Do it! Okay. Oh, yeah, they, oh, hey, I'm all, I'm all good now. They get back on the TARDIS. Uh, oh, this is when the turkey comes back up. Ha ha. Hee hee. Hoo hoo. Ha ha. Yeah, they get on the TARDIS and the doctor goes, it's done. And she says, what? And he says, the turkey. And then she's like, she, uh, she says, promise me never to send me away ever again. Okay. And he says, I won't. And then he, and then he, and then he does. He does. Uh, because as she's going down to check on the turkey, He's looking at the villagers through the camera, and he sees Barnable, and he's like, "I, this is what I, this is all, what it's all for." And he plugs the thing back into the TARDIS again, and he gets out. And Clara runs up with the turkey and takes one step outside the TARDIS and finds herself in front of her apartment. And the TARDIS leaves again. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, and then. And then the TARDIS, like, freezes over with ice. I don't know what that was. No idea. Um, and then we get, like, Cybermen, Dalek, all these aliens fighting. Big Silence War. using their lightning blasts. Oh, they love their light- lightning hands. Yes. It, it, we get a new montage for, like, another hundred years of the all... It's it's full out, full-on war on Trenzalore. And at some point in the montage oh that's right because the silence are on the side of the church so that's right the doctor and the silence are like fighting side by side she calls them ancient enemies tasha does in the narration no clue i don't know hey hey maybe steven didn't make them up maybe they were in the classic era Probably oh is she not. not referring to the daleks as ancient enemies no she says only the ancient enemies were left to fight the daleks so weird or may- maybe i misheard maybe maybe she did mean the doctor and the daleks maybe you, she was saying um, the doctor and the daleks are ancient enemies maybe i misunderstood Who whatever knows? it doesn't matter doesn't matter uh clara goes back to eat dinner with her family on christmas i'm sorry it's still my, christmas my boyfriend was fully nude and spreading it right for they you. they think that her boyfriend just dumped her in the middle of christmas dinner and that's why she's so sad they they like you know, it's very like oh the 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 simple mundane moments that are what make life worth living. They're talking about Christmas crackers. Oh, the jokes are so bad. Ha ha ha. I fucking hate uh, this scene. Her... This scene was like nothing that they said made any like the, when the grandma's like, oh, I'll, here's a story about a pigeon. She says she's telling the story of how she met her late husband, mm-hmm. and she says we I saw him standing there in the restaurant. He looked so beautiful. I just wish that time would stand still in that moment forever. And Clara starts crying and hugs her grandma. And her grandma says, I hope you made a wish, which I think is a Christmas cracker thing. We don't do that here. It's when grandma and makes you cry on Christmas, you have to make a wish. 
I think it's like the person who gets the bigger half of the cracker gets to make a wish, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then the TARDIS arrives. <gasps> and and Clara runs outside and she gets in and it's just Tasha. And Tasha says one of the wildest oh lines I've ever heard Oh my god, this was one of the times where I was making a huge jerk-off motion, except I was at work, so I didn't actually do it. But if I wasn't at work, and I was, or like if I was Stephen Moffat, I would be making a jerk-off. You were making a jerk-off motion in your heart. <laughs> and she says... It's easy to fly the TARDIS. Nope. It's much harder to fly the Doctor. I have I have 1,000 episodes of Doctor Who as evidence against this point, Stephen. I have it on good authority. I have it on good authority that it's very hard to fly the TARDIS, and that even the Doctor has trouble with it a lot. Again, what was up with the, the TARDIS freezing over? Because the last time we saw it, it was frozen in ice, and now Tasha has How arrived did she get in on the it? TARDIS. I guess just time has passed and other things happened off screen. Why even show that happening? <laughs> uh... I don't know. She tells she tells anyway, Clara that the doctor is dying, so they need to go to Trenzalore so he doesn't die by himself. And then they go, yeah. I feel bad for this town called Christmas that has been in a perpetual state of hell war for, like, hundreds right, of so years. It's so nuts, because, again, like, since since the last time we saw the doctor, since he sent Clara away, it's like another hundred years has passed. But it's still there. Passed. The town's still there. It's and still the village like the- is just being blown up every day all day Please, and there's doctor. just like children trying to live their lives they're doing the drunken giraffe as as uh as cybermen just burn down the school with with everybody in it again uh so again, uh, for the hundredth time clara clara goes to the clock tower as the villagers run screaming through the streets through the explosions she finds him like carving a wooden dinosaur and he's like is that you barnable Oh, we didn't mention, but he's been, like, making toys for the children throughout this He's the this celestial toy maker. <laughs> he's the celestial toy maker. Finally. Um, so, yeah, he's he's in full-on old-age makeup now. He's old he's as old shit. old as fuck. He looks like William Hartnell on purpose. He does kind of, but that was probably on purpose. Um, and not, not a comment on William Hartnell's a, age, I have... because I think he was, like, 55. And, 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 he, and Matt Smith, uh, doctor, is like, Ah, uh, is that you, my granddaughter, that I had here on Trenzalore? Susan, Su- too? Su- sequel? <laughs> the sequel to Susan? We see the Daleks, like, starting to roll through the town as she hands him a Christmas cracker, and it's, like, a very tender moment where she, like, helps his elderly it's shaking so hand hold on to his end. Look, I don't like a lot oh of my this God. stuff. I think, it's, the- I think it doesn't work that well a lot of the time, but I did think... If you're gonna say a nice it was thing, nice oh. that they let Matt Smith act. Oh yeah, Matt Smith's a good actor. We we'll say this before. I feel like we don't really get to see him like do good acting, acting, acting a lot of the they time. Just make him act. He's playing like three different versions of himself, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, Matt Smith's a good actor. He's great on House of the Dragon. I say it every time nice we talk about uh, his acting on the show. Uh, and then this part made me roll my eyes straight out of my their sockets when they open up the Christmas cracker and they're like, oh, is it a joke? And she's like, no, it's a poem. Something, something. When the tw- hour, the 11th hour is over It's like now. a meditation on clocks. 11th hour is over now. The clock is striking 12. There's a rhyme that the doctor goes, says, I don't get oh it. Oh my God, shut up. There's a rhyme that goes with that. I just, I just don't know what it was. Uh, then... Uh, <laughs> Not Barnable. We find out it's not Barnable. Yeah, it's, it's like a grown, like, 20-something they guy stopped, who comes in yeah. and is like, Doctor, the Daleks' mothership is in the sky and say that they want you to come out now. And he's like, 
Barnable. And then the guy's like, I'm not Barnable. You stopped uh, having those guys many years ago. Uh, and the doctor has like his first of 500 last words. <laughs> uh, as Barnable leaves, he's like, Clara, this is how it ends. When the Time Lords were here, perhaps I could have changed the future, but not anymore. But if you promise to stay in here, I'll keep you safe. One last victory. Please allow <laughs> me that, my impossible girl. Why does he know that name? <laughs> that was something that she, like, called herself in some narration once. That's a very good question. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. They hug and she cries. Uh, he, like, jokes about how the Daleks talk so slowly that they'll probably die of boredom uh, by the time they finish calling him out. <laughs> calling him out? Call out post for the doctor! Cancelled! Cancelled! Okay, no more of that. Uh... Um, so he got, like, he passes like, Tasha outside. She asks him to show her what his butt looks like now. <laughs> Just kidding. That doesn't happen. I made that up. Sorry. Uh, Clara leans into the crack in the wall and talks to it and sh- says, she says, please, you have to find some way to help him. And then she, she has a realization. She says, the question that you're asking, Doctor Who, it doesn't have the answer you think it does because his name is the doctor. Oh, it's still and if you again. love him... Then you'll help him. I don't out know and if the crack the, I, seals I, shut. I wasn't really sure if the Time Lords did love the Doctor. If you love him, I mean, when we saw the fucking Time Lord Council it and the Doctor was like on the comms, they were like, "Oh fuck, this, this guy. guy, our president, our big wet president." If you love him as the protagonist of the show, our as our best boy, as our special little guy on his birthday. It's his, it's his last it's his episode, last episode, guys. Give him a break. This is literally, and then they're like, fine. And then the doctor goes up and he says more last words. Uh, yeah, he said, I, I do think it's kind of funny when he's like, all these years, you must be really pissed off Daleks because the, the Daleks literally on the like incredibly loud Dalek intercom are like, ha ha, you're dying. You're <laughs> he's all like, that shit. We do not age. He's it's like, cool. Yeah, but it, it must really piss you off that I'm dying of old age. And they're like, Hurmph. and they, they, uh, he like taunts them. He's like, you're still afraid to attack in case I have a trick up my sleeve. And then he like quietly mumbles to himself, like, not this time. I've got nothing. I love that his but plan, then, I love that his plan really is just to die of old age in front of them, uh, forever altering their lives. Uh, but then a big crack in the, the crack sky reopens in the and sky in- <laughs> and gold time lord cum pours out it's of it come it's vape smoke come on it's not cum cum is a liquid and but he did oh you were wait i thought you i thought that was your joke i was trying to go along with one of your jokes oh yeah because because no it's not it's not necessarily that the glow is cum it's just that like the the blast is a big orgasm oh okay yeah. so they start coming vape juice yeah and uh, Which we find because out the Daleks are like, week. we understand the rules of regeneration. We know that you are out of lives, and the Doctor sucks up this juice, and he makes a face like, "Oh shit, really?" He gets Popeye, and he and starts he, glowing. He gold. becomes Popeye for a little bit, and then we now learn a new piece of lore, which is the sheer destructive power of the regeneration beam. So I guess I think that I think that he did something did like this in, the, this Christmas in the Christmas uh, invasion, invasion when he was glowing gold and he like blasted a hole in the wall or bl- something. He blasted a hole in the wall, but he didn't blast a hole in a spa- in all the spaceships. 
Yeah, he, when your grandpa time he when, blasts. But to be fair, this is this is the vape juice from all of the time lords. I guess that's true. Yeah, when I was gonna say when when grandpa time lord finally passes away, do all the grandkids have to like run out of the room to avoid the blast <laughs> radius? Right, we're like, no, we gotta get so, out of here. We'll waste a regeneration. I, I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, and maybe this is apocryphal. Uh, if you're uh, listening and you know the truth of this, please let us know. Uh, or don't that apparently Stephen Moffat like agreed to become the showrunner because it was his life's goal to like get rid of the regeneration limit. Ever since he was a child, he wanted there to be forever Doctor Who, and this entire arc of matt smith the whole time was just leading up to him getting infinity lives so they could make doctor i have heard people say that i don't i don't know if it's true but it is incredibly funny if it is i mean look i i i don't mind the idea of like they established that to like up the stakes in the classic era i don't even know if they established ever imagining that they would have that many doctor who's like i think it was more a limit that they just didn't expect to hit and to be fair they they got up to eight and then stopped making the show for a hundred years so uh right so i don't i don't blame them for being like oh shit we're actually like getting up to that number that we never thought we'd hit Let's do something I to kind of, it because we knew this was going to happen because obviously there there are thirteen doctors. I will say I think that this episode is the first time on our podcast that we've watched an episode where they've mentioned the regeneration, limit. right? But I guess I was kind of expecting a little more fanfare than a cloud vaping at him or a big crack in the sky vaping a cloud at him and he breathes it in and then I he mean can okay, just... but think about what's on the other side of that. Every time Lord in that universe took a big <laughs> suck on their vapes and then they all blew a <laughs> no. cool smoke ring together. They did the they did what they did what Peter Capaldi doctor did in in uh, the history monks in the in the in the lie of the land. They just all were like, "All right, on 3, we're going to we're going to blast. We're going to They did Gallifrey's ultimate vape they trick. They did Gallifrey's ultimate 10 billion strong circle jerk out of the the crack in the sky to help their best friend and president elect the doctor. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that, that force didn't blast the crack open bigger. <laughs> what is the sound of all the time lords busting? Uh, it's apparently uh, a very faint. But yeah, yeah, the doctor goes, Daleks never ever tell me the rules, which is whatever. And the, they realize that he's regenerating for a time that he never should be able to. He's dancing and swinging his cane oh, around. We didn't mention that he has a cane. I think I mentioned it. Yeah, and, he's, and then he just starts oh, well, blasting uh, gold dust from uh, from Sonic and the Magic yes, never forget, the Doctor's no-kill rule. Sometimes he plays a little fast and loose with it, but it has never, never applied to Dallas. <laughs> As he as he's blasting his uh, gold dust from Thomas and the Magic Railroad laser beam into the sky, you can see like past the Dalek ship, other planets are getting cut in half, like in the distance. Like it's just going <laughs> all the way, like a whole arm of a galaxy gets cut off and blasted. It's like in fucking Dragon Ball Z <laughs> when there's like such a big Kamehameha wave that they show it from space. <laughs> he's just killing. That's fun. I, I think the Doctor is allowed to kill Daleks. They are his mortal enemy, and he acts un- unethically to them all the time. Uh, it's, yeah, it's... he starts blowing up all their ships. He blows up the mothership. Clara is like, all right, everyone, back inside. <laughs> all right, kids, Bartleby, let's go. Everybody inside. Uh, so sometime later, they come back outside. They're, like, digging through the rubble. 
the TARDIS phone is ringing for some reason, which there's no. Also, like, I have to say because oh no, sorry, it's not ringing. It's just like hanging off. The I feel TARDIS like we've been floor. talking about Doctor's no kill rule as of late uh, a, a lot, um, and I would like to mention that uh, that uh, Matt's uh, David Tennant in his first appearance did kill just straight up kill the Sycorax captain and he said he said no second chances and then like some cool sunglasses appeared on his head when he said it. he does <laughs> kill people sometimes oh yeah oh yeah it's just he he doesn't usually approach a situation like i'm going to solve this by killing uh-huh. the aggressors except unless, unless they're, daleks. they're daleks in which case he always solves <laughs> he it would that kill way. dalek children if there were children to kill so we're 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 about to get to the end of the episode. Clara goes in she follows the doctor into the TARDIS and she finds a trail of his old man clothes on the floor and we're all thinking be oh, Peter Capaldi's going to walk up those stairs. Nude. Okay. We heard the phrase fish fingers and custard the- in Let's Kill Hitler. I love that you're saying we heard I as if I I'm not constantly talking about it and I just know what it means, but okay. I'm just saying that is, that is, that is where we on the podcast have encountered that phrase is just once in that episode, the phrase fish fingers and custard. I had not been picturing the dipping of the bowl of custard, the dipping of the fish fish fingers fingers floating in it, the dipping of the fish fingers in the custard. I do think that when we get to that episode, this is some fucking strong, bad. Yeah, it is. It is sudzu. It is gummy bears and milk. Uh, And I was going to mention that because I did go on the stick podcast and I did consume a glass of sudzu. That's right. I listened to that. You did drink. So I do think that when we get to the episode that has the fish fingers, I will kill you right now. I do think I need to experience that flavor on the podcast. So just, this is just me putting this out there into the world that when we do see the episode, I will, I, for the content, I will have to try. I mean, I'll have to get some fish sticks and I'll have to get, I guess I can't, I can't take too much issue with it because I did try the Oreos and nacho cheese when Dan Reichert said it was good. I mean, in my defense, I didn't know that much about Dan Reichert at the time. I feel like I remember like when Doctor Who, when I was like, I was a a child consuming Doctor Who content. There was probably like a video of someone like, I tried fish fingers and custard and I feel like it was like, oh, it's salty and sweet. It's actually pretty good. Uh, And I would not be like. Binging with Babish. (laughs) I was fucking binging with Babish and he said, I have my apes uh and they are fish fingers you know more about that guy than i I just know yeah i do watch i used to watch his videos and then i stopped when i found out he had apes (laughs) (laughs) nfts for anyone who doesn't know what you mean um anyway in my my defense i didn't know that dan Riker at the time i didn't know that he thought that uh eggshells were egg whites and tried to eat my god anyway (laughs) so we see the boots coming up the stairs and we're like oh here here comes peter capaldi it's matt smith still it's Matt Smith. And Clara's like, what the heck? Why do you look like young Matt Smith again? Your face didn't change. And he says, well, that's b- because it's the start of a new regeneration cycle, which means I that get to I be- get to have, like, six goodbyes. I get, to, I get to say more Matt Smith funny lines for a little bit. He chugs some custard, and he starts doing more last words. He says, <laughs> he can't help himself. everything can disappear in a moment, and the doctor is coming and she says, you're the doctor. And he says, I'll always be the doctor, but times change and so must I. And then I lost my shit. Stephen Moffat was up at fucking two in the morning finishing the script. And he was, <laughs> he was, he was, he gave up. And the doctor goes, we all change when you think about it. Yeah. Hell dude. yeah. Good. Steven, nice. go off. That's so true. I never thought of it that way. From his unique twisted perspective we could really learn a lot more about the human condition uh and then uh and then uh 
he's like, uh, wow, I, I, it's, what is it like to not be me anymore? It's going to be so hard. Here's a, here's a callback to Jurgen it. I know you like oh, those. I do love talking about that podcast. Uh, because the doctor starts seeing an Amy what? Tulpa. <sighs> I was thinking that when I, when I saw it. Yeah. Amy, like little Amy Pond is there. And then, uh, and then big Amy Pond is there and she says, doctor, why did you let me get a shot a hundred times <laughs> or whatever. whatever happened to me? She calls him a raggedy man, which I assume is oh, a yeah, that's probably something. She touches his face and he touches her face, which I was like, that's a little much. It was weird. I didn't like it. I, 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 she's married. She's bro. married. Uh, Not in my fantasy. No, because remember says. in Let's Kill Hitler, how <laughs> Amy has doctor touching permission from her husband. Oh my god. I did I did like there was a sweet line here where the doctor is like, I won't forget a day of this. I'll never forget when the doctor was me. It's I mean it's gotta it's be sad. it's gotta be it's, a, uh, every time the doctor regenerates, it's a little sad. And it always is it's, it's gotta be a weird situation yeah. being different people over the yeah, years. Yeah, like it's it's I, kinda interesting what they do with But the, we all change when you think about it. <laughs> we all and that's I always think it's interesting that it's like it's 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 the same guy, but it's also a different guy and like the personalities change even if their memories don't and like Oh, that's that's pretty weird. And like, how do you how do you square like the fact that you were a different? Like, I mean, I guess it's like when you think back on like shit you said in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's definitely when, how Peter when Capaldi, I was a young Republican. That's definitely how Peter Capaldi thinks back to Matt Smith. He's like, that's his middle school years for sure. Uh, oh my god, I, that was when I was a theater kid. At this kid. point, you know, they're they're like crying. Everyone's crying, and everyone at the you know, grandma, grand. He takes off his bow tie and drops it that on the floor. Fucking it, it, it plays an audible like thudding, booming thud in slow motion. Is it <laughs> the that, TARDIS shakes? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Rock Lee takes off his training weights. I was just thinking it's more like it's so dramatic, uh, and and then uh, and then he freaks up so fast. This was. I was really surprised by I this. I was, like, waiting for, like, the glow at his head. He just, like, bends over, and he gets back up, and he's Peter Capaldi. It was amazing. It's so wild-looking. I loved I, it. I kind of loved it. Was it was so good. I don't know why it happened, but it's, it's nuts It's not what I, I normally, it. what I remember this looking like, but they they wanted to freak him up I think, as fast as I think as it's possible. another one of those things where he's like, it's a new regeneration cycle. This one's going to be a little different. Don't worry about it. <laughs> God, I love, and then, and then Peter Capaldi's there and he goes, ah, kidneys, my kidneys are younger again. Ah, I don't like the color. Ah." Yeah, this was a big time, like, they didn't know what the 12th Doctor's vibe was going to be yet because he's like, I don't like the color of my new kidneys. It's like, okay, okay, ha ha. We'll we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, Um, we'll figure it out, buddy. It's okay. You'll be my favorite one day. And then the TARDIS starts shaking and he says, do you know how to fly this thing? And that's the end dun, of the episode. Okay, you're you were you're talking about how the music sounds like his world from Sonic 06. Uh-huh. I was thinking the music in this episode is really good. Um, I do think that in general, like they 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 do. I feel like the there's more like attention paid to the score during the annoying era. Um, I don't usually notice the music. I always, I noticed that like this is really good. I I always, I I generally notice motifs in music. So I I always notice that like Clara has her own little theme, and then the Doctor has his own little theme. Uh, And I only notice it during these these episodes, like during the annoying era, and then I notice it in the uh, like the Davies. uh, I don't remember if we have a name for that era, but like whatever it plays the Doctor Who theme, and that's basically the only times I notice the music in this show. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's the episode. It was a, it was a mixed bag. I don't know. 
I, it's, it's hard to say because this episode, this was a big episode, as, as one would say. Uh-huh. I, I did do big air, uh, square, scare quotes, uh, around that. Uh, and there was a lot of things about it that, that had Moffat's stink on it. Like all of his, his, yeah, character- it's very much classic Moffat, like, He's trying so hard to be clever thing that he's like tripping over himself he in the can't. writing. He's just wrapped up in the shower curtain, falls flat on his ass. Uh, but I do like, I think that, I think that for, for better or for worse, it is, it was a, a, a fitting send off for, for Matt Smith doctor. We hard, yeah, our, yeah, our, our, I, by the I way, liked- our, besides Peter, uh, besides Peter Eckelman, uh, our least viewed doctor, I believe, uh, we, we, we've barely seen him, uh, all things considered. Uh, well, yeah, there's the least of him. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess it wasn't around that long. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think... What were you saying about him? Oh, just that I think uh, he he was good at these episodes. And I think that uh, I, I think that as of now, like, Matt Smith is my bottom ranking of the new revival. But I do think that he gets better as the show goes on, like, as he plays the character mm-hmm. more. And I think he's good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, I'm going to give you... I would say this is a. Let me think about it. It's definitely not an average episode. It's definitely not a great episode. It's a good episode. I'd say it's a B minus. Okay. I yeah. I liked I liked handles. I didn't think I would at first because the first thing that happened with handles was that like way too long like back and forth about the setting a reminder for him. But I I thought it was pretty cool, and I have to give credit to Stephen that this, as far as I know, one off character. You know, by the end of the episode, you, you're, you're feeling, like, "Oh, I'm sad that he's, yeah. I'm sad that he's dying." It's sad that I, the doctor, I, he's I like the doctor's nice... only constant friend and companion for this. whole Yeah, like, I like that. I thought that the idea of him like protecting this village for hundreds of years is a cool idea, even if the way that it plays out doesn't make a lot of sense. And I like that the eleventh doctor is dead, <laughs> so that's a that's a plus <laughs> for me. Um, Come on, he's fine. What? He's fine. He's fine. Um. Yeah, you know what like, I am glad about. But yeah, I'm again, glad, I, I'm gl- here. Let me just yeah. run through some of my some of my things that don't make any sense now that the episode is over. Why is uh, it Christmas town? A few of these I've already said. Why was the village called Christmas? Why was it like perpetually um, Christmas? Why? Um, why were they here? How did the Doctor fend off like numerous armies, including an army of Daleks, for hundreds of years? I was confused, even if he had the help of the Church. Like what? The I hell? was confused about like uh, the state of the people. Like how many generations were the people in the village just constantly dying, or like that was very confusing to me as well. Why? Why did the Church? Become such a non-factor in the end. <laughs> I mean, I'm still not super clear on what anyone in this episode was really trying to do. Because I know they were like, we can't let him ask the question. But, like, what was he doing? Because can't they just keep the shield up? Like, what was the Well, I guess the church the just point? had to go what somewhere. What was going they had on, other really? Things to do, but, but they were... Like, they were... Why... They were committed enough to stay there for 300-plus years. Why can she... Why make a huge point about Tasha being in, like, a death-torture-resurrection cycle ta- and becoming yeah, a Dalek? how did Tasha come back to life? Tasha's final moment in the episode was when she takes Clara she says, inexplicably from I'd the love to, frozen TARDIS love to ride the back to so Trenzalore and is like, go talk to the doctor. She doesn't appear again after no, that. No, presumably we'll never see her again. Uh, and and the big question I already said this but why is this planet apparently going to eventually become a mass grave with a giant pro- well, not anymore. They I assume it. that will never come up again they changed change the, future, the future whatever it was a fun time even if it wasn't really that good it was a very good time 
it, it doesn't deserve this grade, but I had a B plus viewing experience, and that's what I'm gonna give it. I could, I can go, I, I, I'm, I will go no higher than a B minus, but it doesn't, it feels better than a C plus, but worse than a B, uh, B, B. That's, that's totally fair. Um, um. Yeah, it was weird. It was fun to see, finally get to see one of these fuckers die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly wild, by the way, that he dies of old age. I cannot believe that Matt Smith... I didn't know they... I genuinely didn't know they could die of old age. I just thought they had to get, like, blasted. The War Doctor died of old age. Oh, he did die of old age. Oh, man. I I think it was, like, a callback to the first Doctor saying, like, this body of mine is running thin or something. He was good. I loved... I mean, from the clip that I saw of the first Doctor dying, I think that he might also just drop dead. <laughs> I think we might it's be... It's the most common cause I of death we of might, We could very well be the only people in the whole world who like the War Doctor. I'm not... I'm really unsure. Uh, he's good. <laughs> he's great. Um, I mean, that episode was very well received, so... That's true. I guess that now we... Uh, I guess that now we have extra context for, like, why there can be secret extra bonus Doctors... Uh, yeah, which I I have said from the beginning, I'm totally fine with. I it it honestly doesn't bother me at all. I think it's kind of cool. Well, I'll have to reassess after this. Um, okay, now uh, yeah, just like you'll we, reassess Robot of we, Sherwood when you I watch will it never again watch like that episode again. I hate Mark Gatiss so much. Mark. Um, we love Mark. Okay, we have some. Can't we have to. Enough. We have to discuss companion awards first of all. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Clara didn't really do anything for initiative. Don't think she gets she she was an emotional support companion here, which she is didn't valid. really do anything. Yeah, she didn't do anything. Actually, you know what? Come to think of it, I I almost forgot that she saved the day by talking to the time lords through the crack. Yeah, I guess she... I think she does get the companion initiative award. Man, I don't know. Making I I, I guess I just she went against the doctor's wishes yeah, and saved the day. Okay. I just always think about, like... I mean, if it weren't for her, he would have died, and that would be the end of Doctor <laughs> Who as a show. Good. <laughs> no. Whenever I think about Companion Initiative, like Sarah Jane Companion, I think about, like, the Companion going off and doing a thing. Uh, as opposed to, like, asking very nicely for the Time Lords to pl- please help my, my, my sir live forever. But, okay, that's... I'll, I'll concede. She did do a thing the Doctor didn't tell her to do and save the day with it. So that, that seems an initiative enough. Um, any six stunts? I don't think so. Eddie? Uh, no. I did like to see him dancing and swinging his cane around, but that is absolutely not a stunt. I did just want to give a shout out. uh, anybody, like, eat shit in an embarrassing uh, or humiliating way? Not really. Aging is not, aging is not (laughs) warranted. I mean, Clara was humiliated throughout the episode, but I wouldn't. I, I would not, yeah, I don't think that's a medal of Mickey, um... Though if it happened, no Leela crosses. Though, though because... if if it did happen to Mickey, I would absolutely have given a, a medal of Mickey for it. So <laughs> honestly, maybe there is a double standard here. I'm not sure. Um, no Leela crosses. No, I think you're right. I think we do. I, give okay, her the you know what? You're right. You're right. She was humiliated she was, left she was, and right. She did eat shit like in a spiritual way when she had to be naked in front of a bunch of people. You're right. She does get the medal of Mickey for that. Um, no six stunts. I think that's our rarest and most coveted award. <laughs> We've given it out twice. That's not a lot of times. I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. We've only given it out uh, twice. And then, uh, yeah, no Lee Lacrosse's. Nobody like got super murdered in a tremendous way. That by anybody. I mean, all the aliens did, but it was by, by the, doctor. the doctor in the church, yeah, so it doesn't count. count. Uh, any gold stars? Want to give Clara a gold star nope. this week? Not really. No, I'm nope. cool with that. Uh, all right, which doctor? Oh, it's weird. I feel like we're starting a new era of our show, even though nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're just gonna watch some random mediocre monster of the week what's next that, week. What's that I incredible? Mean, uh, it's so wild, by the way, that we've watched all three of these big blank of the doctor episodes in such a relatively I just, short I just, time it's so funny to me that for the rest of our our podcast anytime we get one of these matt smith episodes it's like the silence the 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 question the crack now it's just like we know what all that shit is now it's doctor who and i <laughs> um i yeah i still we haven't seen jody in a bit and we haven't seen eckleman in a bit i'd, I'd be happy with you flux <laughs> I, I, need to be, not, I, need to I think be. after this big big episode i i want something, something lower chill. stakes than flux okay you know what let's go let's get a nice eckleman in there then okay i'll, I'll roll an eckleman you didn't nope. do it oh oh i remember Ooh. this one is this the first rory episode the vampires of venice series five episode six are we like making up for lost time where our wishes have been answered we're just gonna get all pods all, all the time now for a little while i remember this one um, I don't remember that's being. That's a fun. What I thought that fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is written by. Uh, this is written by Toby making a bid for the White House. Toby Whithouse, Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the episode right after Flesh and Stone. So this and, is. Yeah, we'll have Rory. Oh my here. God, our rarest companion. Our, he's like the fucking white whale of the podcast we ever get to, except for Donna. I've heard. I've heard this actress's name, Helen McCrory. No, she's not like. She's in Peaky Blinders. She's in Hugo. She's in Harry Potter. She plays Narcissa Malfoy. In Harry Maybe that's Potter. why I heard of her. So okay, okay, sure. Is this a good episode? Probably Let's not. See. Mixed reviews. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> I want a fairly low stakes. Uh, Daily Telegraph called it highly disappointing and a tragically wasted opportunity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go. That's annoying era Doctor Who for for you, man. Good. I just need to get back to that backpack era though. I just, I just, I need, Someday. I need it. I need Jody. I haven't seen Joe. We haven't seen Jody. We haven't seen Dan. We haven't seen. That's Bran. good. I'm I'm excited to see the ponds again. Yeah, me too. I, I I say that I'm not that excited to see the ponds again. I just want to see Yaz and Graham and. That is a that is an eleventh Doctor episode. If Graham anyone and, was not Graham sure. Graham and Ryan, miss them. Miss the fam. There's, yeah, I miss. I miss so, them too. So but lit. I I also miss. I also miss the ponds. I don't know if I miss the ponds. I. But my aim is getting better. <laughs> Shut up. I'm I'm kind of like concerned uh, a little bit that like an ongoing realization of that I'm having watching rewatching Doctor Who as an adult is that I you don't, don't like, like the ponds at all and I think they're really annoying. Uh, and that's kind of how I felt about them the past the, the episodes I've seen with them. Uh, Amy was well. Yeah. We lest lest we forget. I think we've seen them four times. One on of this the podcast. T- one of the times they didn't kill Hitler. They forgot they they didn't they bother respectfully to kill Hitler. locked Hitler in a closet. But don't forget, we really liked uh, the Rebel Flesh. We did like and the Rebel Flesh. We did like the Rebel Flesh, and actually, I think Amy and Rory were were good in that one as like a yeah. newly married. I, I like, think that we like the Pawns. We just haven't liked most of the episodes they've been. We'll in. see. I think the Pawns suck, and I wish they weren't on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean that. I don't. Not right now. Um, uh, uh, we have a question this week, Sam. Oh, we do? Yeah, if you have any questions for us, you can send us to our ask box on Tumblr uh, at Tumblr. Is that what it's called? It's what I'm calling what? it. The ask, Which part? The ask box? It is called the ask box, okay. yes. You can send us an ask on Tumblr and we'll read it on the show if I if it's a... If I like that you have been on Tumblr possibly for longer than I have at this point. That's not true. And I'm Tumblr. the one who knows what it's called. I've been on Tumblr for like two months, three months. Is that right? Yeah, barely, barely been on it. Um, at least actively, I've I've really yeah. started using it as my main place since I got rid of Twitter. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, here's a question. Uh, an interest rate. Uh, it's an interesting. Here is an, an inter. Nope. Start over. <laughs> Loud, incorrect buzzer. Here is an interesting. Whovians, hop in your tardises. <laughs> here's an interesting question from an anonymous user. He said, would Kylex... Wow, Jordan, you said that just right on your first try. Would Kylex Light be able to defeat the Cyberman? I bet his powerful yes. brain could give him an edge. Now, here's the here's the question. Of course he could beat the Cyberman. No doubt about it. How would he defeat the Cyberman? And would it involve uh-huh. water and levitation? <laughs> yes, lest we forget Kylex, why can Kylex fly? Um, <laughs> he can only fly when wet. I think that he would splash water on them and then freeze it to ice. God, and then they would shatter. I forgot he could do that. Why yeah. can he do that? And then he would find out that there's people in there and he would go, No, no. They've gone too far. And then he'd keep killing no. and then he'd keep killing them. But he would be so tortured. He'd be about so it upset be about awesome. it. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh did Zizix ma- or did Latnock make the Cyberman in this universe? <laughs> Is that like Michael Cassidy's evil plan for season four? Oh my four? god, alternate universe Pete absolutely works it. Matacorp. And Matacorp, and he's like, We put Kyle's brain into the bodies of the Cybermen. And he works at Rose's data corp, am I right? And, it, and he comes Cut out, that. and he's like, We have been upgraded. One zika zika zika, two zika zika zika. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. I love Kylex Y. I don't like Kylex Y after seeing season three, but the first two seasons were all right. I love seasons one and two of we Kylex Y. We love Kylex Y! Uh, Sam, you can find all, uh, or you can, well... Do we do Patreon? Oh, yeah, you can tell yeah. me. I don't know. Okay, well, we're on, we are on Tumblr at, at tumblr.com slash Dr. Ha. You can give us a reblog whenever we post our episodes. That helps us out. Oh, oh leave us oh. reviews and shit. That also helps us out. Oh, and yeah, recommend Reviews us, are nice. Recommend- tell, telling a Doctor Who enjoy your friend yeah, or a Doctor ever- Who hating friend. <laughs> I don't know what they would get out of this. We do generally seem in favor of the show, but like maybe they'll just hate listen to our podcast. Which we're I pretty irreverent. We are pretty. We're, we make jerk off motions when we record sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, you can, uh, you can follow me on my own personal Tumblr blog at, at, at Kiwami. Nope. See, I don't know this website that much for some reason, even though I'm on it all the time. I have that Twitter brain still deep within my heart. Um, even though I hate using it, I hate looking at Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at kiwamibreakfast.tumblr.com. Sam? I'm on co-host at positive stress and you can listen to my other podcast sounds about light where we have just started talking about kingdom hearts dream drop distance 3d it's on 3ds whoa Whoa. it's like it's coming right at me (laughs) you have to for the true intended experience you do have to watch it with the 3d on or with some 3d glasses so you know what it was what it was like to play uh mm-hmm. sam tell uh, i had to buy a 3d tv to play it on the playstation <laughs> tell the uh, tell our listeners turns out didn't even work if they it, it, tell our listeners if they really like our content and would like to have more of it how they could get their hands on some more content well they can listen to jerk in it they can listen to kyle x y what about like dr hong content that they have to pay for oh well they can go to patreon.com slash potting bros where one dollar a month gets you a mildly special discord role marking you as a friend of the show and gets you all of our bonus content we have now recorded our episode on the 
third serial of classic oh Doctor God, Who, don't The make Edge me of think Destruction, which Jordan was really, really, really psyched about. I, it may have been one That'll, of the most difficult recordings I've ever done in my life. I could not find a single I, thing. I thought it was fine, and I felt, I felt like you needed to match my energy better, but you didn't, and that's that's we can't undo that. That's an <laughs> honest record of where you were at at the time. <laughs> it's uh, not having fun. That episode will go up... Uh, few days after after this one does i believe no exciting nope. it'll it'll be the week after i i forgot that we changed our posting day yep. anyway <laughs> um uh and oh what are we watching next it's a it's a fifth doctor serial yeah meet him for the first time it's since like the we king watched time it's Flight. like the king the king something the devil the king's demons i think the it's king's called. what the king's demons yeah that'll be interesting um, so that, that'll be fun maybe um for did I say that you get that bonus content? You get I that must've. bonus. Why content. else would I have been talking about it? My brain's shutting down. Uh oh. Five dollars gets you a pretty special Discord, remarking you as a companion of the show. You get a shout out on the podcast. You can send us a message that will read in one of our funny voices that we will never tell you what they are. Uh, and ten dollars gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role, marking you as an honorary member of House Misuza. We will clap for you when we shout you out, and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it. And I think we've settled into 5 p.m. Pacific on Monday. It's feeling pretty, pretty, pretty solid for me. Yeah, it's working for now. So join us next week when we will have changed our recording <laughs> schedule already. Come on! Uh, thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers: Cassidy, JCH, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Violet Magician, and. House Misuza, here they come. It's Destry Hawk, it's HK, and it's Sauceworks. Hey, thank you for the money. Thank you for being our most loyal supporters. We appreciate and you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us, along with a bunch of other podcasts, on noisespace.xyz with other podcasts like Jordan Go. I'm a, uh, no, Jordan Jesse Go is on Maximum Fun. That's not what I said. Jordan, give me, what, what if I want to get scared? Uh, you can listen to fear baiting. What if I want to get... I sound like a big quist. What if I want to get imprisoned? Local service only! Oh, it's still a ghost. Jordan, <laughs> what if I want to listen to another podcast that's very similar to this one and that we stole the premise Island of? Island Shuffle! Oh, man, it's our ghost episode. I'm scared. <laughs> Remember, I have to end the episode. It's like how we used to have the uh, the funny cow character and the pirate character, and now we have the funny ghost character. Who is I miss all- Vampiro. Someone should, someone should send us a message for us to read in Vampiro voice. Mm-hmm. I miss Vampiro. Well, maybe God, we'll I see him. Vampiro. I mean, we are watching we'll it next yeah, week. Yeah, next week is, he's going to make his... Next week, Vampiro special, is back, special baby! Special guest star... Special guest on this episode featuring Vampiro, our <laughs> beloved character. Vampiro rides our again. Our very next original, week. our very original character. <laughs> who has Jordan, a this episode's long as hell. Yeah, let's stop. I've got to go eat dinner. Um, but okay, before well, we go, I, wait. I, before we go, wait. It's a, sur- it's a funeral service. Oh, oh no. no! The Eleventh Doctor is dead, and we are all here. Bow your heads as we join together to send his soul off to the heavens with the Doctor's prayer. Please uh, lead our congregation, Sam. May his life flow like a river. May his corpse smell sweet as a rose. May his eternal night be as calm and still as a pond. Jesus. May he be as lucky as an ace in a game one out with for that the one. Grim Reaper of Blackjack. Harkness. 
May Dan the nice man smile nicely upon his grave. May Clara serve some clever souffles at the wake. May his, may his next, next form, may his predecessor, not, may, his, may his successor, leave Bill the hell alone. Leave Bill the hell alone. And may he light his own path through hell. <laughs> no! Dr. Bye! Dr. Dr. Bye. Rest in peace! Dr. Bye!